in five, four, three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm -hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. It is Wednesday, September 6th. This is the Mike Rutherford Show coming to you once again from the remote University of Louisville College of Business Studios here in overcast but still lovely Jeffersonville, Indiana. Visit business.louisville.edu to see what the UofL College of Business can do for you. Would you like to take your accounting to a whole new level? Of course you would. UofL's Masters in Accounting and Analytics to make that happen for you. They've got an 11-month competitive internship opportunities involved with that program. They've also got full access to the Becker CPA, not just partial access to the Becker CPA exam. Some business schools are going to give you partial access, 25% access. You get full access to the Becker CPA exam review to prepare you to graduate career-ready in just 12 months. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out more. We're on the air today from 3.07 until 6 here on 1450 AM, 96.1 FM, streaming all over the land. It's the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey on a Wednesday. How about this? I mean, yesterday was basically our first game review show. We talked at length about Louisville's win over Georgia Tech. And now, turn the page one day, we're already back to game day eve, baby. We got one day till kickoff. Louisville-Murray State tomorrow night. Uh, we got lots of stuff to get to today. It's also going to be a fun, this is going to be a good text line day. Because the text line yesterday was, was fully focused on the Georgia Tech win. And... Look, it was a lot, a lot of texts. We couldn't get to all of them. So today, if you didn't have thoughts on the game, heard yesterday, and you want to get them in, hit us up. If you've got other stuff you want to talk about, it's going to be a, a weird Wednesday. This is, we, we developed this in football season a couple of years ago. Monday, Tuesday, you're reacting. You're getting lots of news. Thursday, Friday, you're talking about the upcoming game. You're, you're previewing. You're, you're doing all that. You're reacting to the other football that's going on. Wednesday is smack in the middle. There's not a whole lot going on. That's the time to get weird. Not summer radio weird, but eh. Maybe a little summer radio weird. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. And reminder, download the refreshing rewards app from Thornton's to hook you up with the best deals all summer slash fall long. If you want to save money at the pump, you want to save money inside, the best way to do that is to check into any one of the 65,797 area Thornton's locations. Use the refreshing rewards app. It'll save you money at the pump. And it'll save you money inside once you're done with that. Text us your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your concerns at 502 414 1450. TK, happy Wednesday to you. How was your Tuesday night? How has your Wednesday been thus far? Wednesday's been good. I wish you wouldn't like 
shackle me down from having a wacky summer radio Wednesday light day. We can do that. I'm a peacock, damn it. You gotta let me fly. You can fly. We'll talk. Just we'll, keep me away from the tuna. We'll get weird. I, I got. I have a couple of topics that we'll get a little bit I weird. Love it. I want to. Uh, last night was last it. night was a good night. Uh, Bats unfortunately got. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh crap! Shellac. Yeah, I believe it was eleven yeah. three. I saw. Yeah, was, I think I've told you this before. The Saint, uh, the, the Saint, Saint Paul Saints kind of own them right now. I mean, they've. I mean, Minnesota. The Saints might be as good as their own, their their parent team, Minnesota, who's going to steal a playoff spot from somebody. For winning that crappy NL, AL, NL Central, maybe the Central. worst division in the history of baseball. Yeah, they, they're like four games over five hundred, and they're going to win. The, they're going to get a playoff spot and host, nonetheless. Uh, by the way, props to uh, the Reds for helping us out with that win over Seattle last night. We needed that. That was all, that bumped us up. And God, that was a good one. We're now we're now us and Seattle are both in the wild card, but we're only a half game behind them for that number two spot. So a beautiful win. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good. Look one. at the baby Reds, by the way. We've got. I mean, we've got McLean out. We've got Votto out. Yep. We've got India out. We've got Lodolo not coming back. We've got Green with COVID. We got Williamson with COVID. We got COVID spreading across. We, we you know we're picking up random guys that have never played Major League Baseball before. We threw TJ Anton back a couple of days ago in a bullpen game. It does exist. We had Connor Phillips making his Major League debut last night. We're still beating some of the best teams in baseball. We're thirteen and one against the damn AL West. This team, I'm still not sure they're going to make the playoffs, but right now they're in, and they just. They don't stop fighting. No, they you just do, don't stop you're fighting. Help, you're helping us, and of course, we did our part by beating the A's, which you know, not you know, not that anybody, anybody else doesn't do that. Lion well. Richardson on the hill tonight. I know Lion Richardson. He's pitched. Uh, he pitched a nice little game for the bats a couple weeks ago. Yeah, uh, they they've been trying to keep him close to the vest though because he's had like two Tommy John surgeries. Yeah, they those do, hard. They, they, they love his arm. They love his arm. But he's yeah. He said, "I'm trying to learn just listen to Nick Curran all every like six days a week." Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, after that, after that was a uh, pretty pretty slow night. Went home, watched uh, Twelve Monkeys, watching Dana Jones, um, then just kind of fell asleep watching uh, re uh, watching some of Jessica Jones on uh, Disney Disney Plus. Rewatching some of Jessica Jones on Disney Plus. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna recommend it. You probably might not like it, but I know I wouldn't like it. If, if even for those that don't like the comic book stuff, when it was on Netflix. The first two seasons of Daredevil and the first two seasons of Jessica Jones are the best comic book stuff made. I heard good stuff about Daredevil back in the day. It's the they're the two best when it comes to the Marvel and comic book stuff. Uh, movies, TV, I don't care. Those two, both those two seasons are the two best on, right. out, out there. Okay. Very dark, very, uh, very more realistic. I go off as you can get with a guy who controls people by talking to him. I did miss <laughs> the the Nick Martini three run home run that tied it last night. I yeah. missed it because. Curran called it live on the air. I missed it because I was watching Louisville soccer ah, take they care were, of Kentucky yeah. last night. 4-2, the first meeting of 2023-24 between the Cats and the smack Cards. Down. And, ooh, it was a smackdown. The seventh-ranked Louisville men's soccer team takes down the fifth-ranked Kentucky men's soccer team. 4-2, to two, it really wasn't even that close. We had a ton of chances. We were up 2-0 at halftime. I saw all the goals in the second half besides the last Kentucky one. I saw the goal to put us up 3-0. I got a little cocky, a little chesty on Twitter. Kentucky promptly answers with a goal right back, but then we score to make it 4-1. They get a late goal to make it look a little bit better than it was. But that was, I mean, this is the first time that I've seen the men's soccer team play. I watched the highlights after the Tulsa game. I saw some of the goals against Bellarmine. But, like, we had, look, we had lost, I believe, three in a row to UK. I know we hadn't won since 2019. I think they played in the COVID year in 2020. But UK has been, I mean, look, UK was undefeated. They were the number one overall seed in the in the NCAA tournament last year. They were preseason number two this year. So they've Past had a were. yeah, they've had a really good team in recent years. It's, it's no 
I mean, not like a huge shame to say you've lost to him three years in a row. But back in the day, I mean, we're not that far removed from a time when Louisville men's soccer was dominating Kentucky and they were the force in the city. So it was nice to see them take, you know, the reins back last night. And it was no, I mean, like shots on goal at halftime, I think was 10 to Louisville to one to Kentucky. Like they had chance after chance after chance. They, they could have scored like seven goals last night. They looked really good. And the announcers were talking about just how talented this team is. I, I know that John Michael Hayden has done a good job since Ken Lola left. But we haven't had a team that has looked like a, a legitimate threat to like play back to the College Cup or win a national championship. This team may be it. Like, like we may have a legit contender this year. They loaded up on talented transfers. The Gage Garrett kid seems like he's the absolute real deal. This was the first game that they'd allowed a goal. Period. I know they ended up allowing two, but they are. Like, this is a very, very good U of L men's soccer team, which adds to a a host of teams this fall that are very, very good. Volleyball being number two, field hockey being number five. Uh, women's soccer finally won. Football wins. And then, you know, we've got uh, other sports kicking off once the winter comes around. We're off to a hell of a start, is my point here. I mean, is it no coincidence this is the 10-year anniversary of the year of the Cardinal? You're the Cardinal part due. These things happen every, every 10 years. Every 10 years. How are we in like, 2003? Like the cicadas. We, 2003, show, we, show every, we show up every, every 10 years and just, just wreak havoc on the country. You know, we were good in 03. It was, it was more of a table setter year. It was the Petrino's first year. Where we were good, but we, we were great in 04. It was the first really good Rick Patino season. You yeah, know, that we, was that was the year we lost to Butler. Butler in the second round. But yeah. we won the CUSA tournament, set yeah. the table for for being even better in 05, the final four run a couple of years later. So I mean ninety-three. We're well, see, what it is, it gets better every ten years. So oh three was solid. You just mentioned we were this, we were that, we were on the cusp. Thirteen though, we won the men's title. Yeah. But we lose in the women's championship. So what happened? Get to the College year? World Series. The men win the Sugar Bowl. So what so, happens in 2023 in, in men's basketball now? Do we does it start all over? Well, they, like, since, since, <laughs> we, we, are we going to lose every game this year? <laughs> well, man, for, for, it's, it's, it just kind of reset a little bit. Men's basketball since it, it already hit the peak of a championship, though we'll just make the tournament this year. Well, now hold on. So although technically the 10 year anniversary season would have been last season because that was the 2012. Yeah, but I'm always season. late. So yeah, so this is the anniversary of the thirteen fourteen season. Hey, we're damn good these years too. That was uh, um, thirteen. It was the thirteen the thirteen football season was Charlie Strong's last year. We you know what only lost one game. That was the basketball season where we ended up losing to Kentucky in the Sweet Sixteen. But we were very good. Yeah, but we take the strides forward this year. Okay, I like now that. the men's go to the lead eight. I would take an elite hit this year. <laughs> really? Seriously, I'd yeah. take 13 and 0 in football. I'd give three toes on my left foot for an elite eight right now. <laughs> what would you give? What would you I give mean, for an elite eight right now? They'll be gone in, in six years anyway to diabetes. Might as well get something for it other than just a sugar rush. I mean, I would lick the bathroom in Big X Studios over here for us to like, just make the tournament this year. We're Wait, talking Elite Eight. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Which part of the bathroom? <laughs> that creepy, like, smattering of blood against the wall. I was going to say wall. anywhere? Or yeah, just, pretty yeah. much anywhere. <laughs> if we just made the tournament, God knows what I'd do for an Elite Eight. You would do for the man. Good Lord. I love Cardinal sports, Trevor. I mean, yeah, but... I mean, is it worth dying from some, like, random bat disease that you end up well, getting? Well, no. <laughs> if I knew I was going to die, then I wouldn't do it. God knows. If I just get very sick, I'm always very you're sick. You're going to the hospital after looking the bathroom floor, and they're like, well, we, we, we established the long COVID thing, but now we've got something I, I, I don't think we've ever seen this before. Was it worth it for your 35-point loss to St. Mary's in the first four? <laughs> yeah. like, yes. I'd do it again. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll take out my spleen. My deathbed <laughs> watching us just get pummeled by Iona in the, in, in the, the first four <laughs> days. You're just quarantined to a bubble like the kid in Seinfeld the rest of your life because we have some something that we have no idea what it is. I like Cardinal sports. <laughs> I like Cardinal sports. <laughs> I like turtles. I want Louisville basketball to be good. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Sue me. I'm, I'm just... I'm questioning what you'd like for a championship, or at least maybe a Sweet 16 run. Or you like don't even want to know. You don't. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to know right now. I just need a taste of success. Kenny, if you, wow, I'll take a taste of ass. That's gonna say. In exchange for a taste of success, no question about it. Yeah, we're not getting much wackier than that today. I don't know if we can top that one. Yeah, that, that's it's a legitimate statement. I'm. G- g- give Give me an hour, maybe I'll think about it, but I don't know. I don't but know. shout out to U of L men's soccer getting the job done last night on ACC Network. It was uh, it was cool to watch for a little bit. I was yeah. flipping back and forth between that and the Reds. I wonder if the men's soccer team didn't gear the Cardinal. I'm sure they were good. They were yeah. always good back then. Because the championship the, when we went to the title, that was in like oh eight oh nine, right? No, I think that was twenty eleven. It was either twenty eleven or twenty twelve. I know for that, that for a fact when we were undefeated and lost to Akron. Yeah, it was before I came over here. I got here in October of 11, and it was before then, so it could have been as early as, I guess, the 11 season, I guess, technically. And it was, I know it was either 11 or 12, because I remember yeah, where I was yeah. when I was watching, and it was not somewhere where I would have been any other year. I was doing yeah, paid programming over at WLOU. But, I mean, we had other years where we were, like, just as good. Just oh, I know, to, yeah. To get beat. It was, um, uh, it was, uh, it was 2010. Okay, so, so yeah, before. I knew it was before, I knew it was before I got here. 20, it was December of 2010. We got beat by by Akron, who had yep. been Ken Lala's previous home. Did we beat UCLA in the, in the Final Four? I think we beat UCLA in the Elite Eight to get to the Final yeah. Four. Because that that's right. Because I was in law school. That's that's how I'm remembering now. I, don't I, was, I can so, remember some of these random teams. That we, it's just, the things I can remember, things I don't, is just amazing. I went over to friends ha- a friend's house because they were watching. His wife was a she went to South Carolina. This was the year South Carolina was playing Alabama in the SEC championship game, and had some hope, and it was very quickly done. And like, it usually was when they whoever played Alabama. <laughs> I did the thing where I was like, I'm coming over, but I've got to study my first semester exams for coming up. This is how bad of a law student I was. <laughs> and he was like, they, they talked me into it because I have a friend who was also in med school at the time. They're like, Corey's studying too. Like, you guys can just study a little bit and halfway pay attention. The difference is Corey is like brilliant, and I'm not. So Corey could do this. Corey's a good student. I'm not. <laughs> Corey is a now a very successful doctor. I am doing radio with you here. Discussing what I will lick for a fuck. Discussing <laughs> what I would lick for a, a, a NCAA tournament appearance in men's basketball. We've gone on different paths since <laughs> yes, this since. fateful night in December of 2010. I blame Ken Lola and the soccer team for, for distracting you. But I pulled up the stream of, of UofL UCLA, and like we ended up, like, we were all just like fixated. Like nobody was watching the TV. We all were just like eyes glued to this crazy ass soccer game, which was still one of the wildest UofL sporting events I've ever watched. Wasn't it like awesome. a one nothing like triple over, like double over? No, time? it was like six to five. Oh, it was I? I remember being I remember being crazy. I, I couldn't remember if it was that or the semifinal. I remember one of those games being kind of insane. Yeah, it was like a bunch of goals. I think it actually was five to four. I want to say, but a ton of goal scoring, ton of back and forth, snow on the field, people storming. Because then the the College Cup is the is basically the Final Four, and I can't remember who we beat in the semifinals. I think it was either. I think it was somebody one nothing or two nothing. I remember my guy Yuval Hanat went, which was cool to have a card chronicle person on the scene. And then I believe we lost one nothing to Akron in the championship. I think it was Akron because I remember it being also where he was from too. Right, it was a bummer, but anyway, we're coming back. We're coming back, baby. The program's back. Kentucky can suck it. We're one and out. We're sweeping the sports this year. We're gonna the, the women's the women's are gonna are gonna are gonna own own, own the world. They're, our women's volleyball team is gonna shock ninety two thousand three people and beat Nebraska. Then the and then uh, the women's basketball team is gonna shock everybody by beating whoever. We're already better than Nebraska volleyball. Hopefully LSU. The 
I do love like whenever I put out. Are we better in Nebraska this year? Yeah, I mean we've been better than Nebraska the last couple of years. We beat them at Nebraska a couple of years ago. No, no, just swept put, them. Got to bring up ninety thousand. Suck it. I don't even know who's is because Texas lost like one of their first matches. I don't know who number one is now. I think it maybe Wisconsin because we moved up to number two this week. But there's only one team ahead of us. Wisconsin's got like three seven footers in their roster again. I don't want. I don't want any part of Wisconsin again. <laughs> they broke my heart. The last time we played ago. them, they had a bigger front line than their basketball team. They were. They had, they had, those two <laughs> women were enormous. <laughs> to say the least. And also, in say, they are number one right now. We're number two. Florida's number three. God, yeah, I don't want. I don't want Wisconsin. I don't want that to come back. But I do love like when you know I post last night. Louisville takes the first meeting of with Kentucky of the current athletic season. It's just, you know, UK fans in droves just being like, who cares about soccer? We don't care about soccer. And then it all becomes this, it's the same people that in the offseason are like, you guys can't beat us in anything. We own you in everything. I'm like, you, you really don't. Besides football, and look, you've won one game in a row in men's basketball. So congrats on that. Women's basketball, we've won like 17 in a row. Baseball, yeah. we've won like 17 of 19 or whatever. Um, volleyball, I know you guys won a national Mickey Mouse national championship, fake national championship in the COVID year. We've beaten your ass handily, I think the last two years at least. Men's soccer coming more back of a blind now. squirrel finding a nut type thing, yeah, wasn't it? Mickey yeah. Mouse champion. Congrats. You and LeBron can share your Mickey Mouse championships. Yeah, no one no one recognizes that title. Like, like basically, softball, they do kind of bonus. Their, their softball program's been good. Our softball program's been just average. Yeah, no one likes softball. Anymore. We hired Holly April. Come on, Vince. The Vince hires just... Don't get me started on Vince. <laughs> just not getting us anywhere. Uh, but besides, like, you know... If you want to say all that matters is football and men's basketball, okay, fine. We'll see how football goes this year. Oh, it's going to go, right? Men's basketball, I think we know. I mean, I, it's going to go somewhere, too. I feel, I feel pretty confident about how that's going to go. But you never know. You know. If they don't get this Croatian eligible, maybe that changes everything. Maybe we'll be just as good. They lose him, we lose Flowers. Tit for tat, it's the same thing. Uh, you, you never People know. People don't realize the core four is going to be like Elijah one on the on the post. Kenny Payne said we have to play a perfect game to beat UK, which is not exactly what you want to hear for a second year head coach going against his rival. But maybe we play a perfect game. <laughs> when did he say that? He said that to somebody sent me the. It was on, like, on his radio show or something. It was like when he had a Q and A. Uh, I think it was Angry Guy actually texted in and sent me the link to that. I hadn't hadn't heard it either, but he he did say it. So sometimes it's Kenny. It's like I, I I get angry. He doesn't speak enough, and then when he speaks, I get angrier. I think we're all on the same page. It's so it's such a double edged sword, is it not? It's like I want you to talk, but then as soon as you start talking, I'm like, shut up. Did you see the so Uvo basketball? The social media channels put out a, a new video last night. I guess maybe during the day. It was some, I, at some point yesterday, probably. But it's just know. like a standard cut of them practicing, and you know we're working hard, and there are very clear shots of. Like Danny Manning and Josh Jameson and Kenny Payne. And so, of course, everybody is like, where's, where's Nolan Smith? What's going on? Where's Nolan Smith? <laughs> and I think it was Peyton Siva who went full Sapruder film, who like put a, it's like a very quick screenshot of Aiden McCool, who I found out yesterday has the same, uh, same birthday as, as my daughter. Props to them. Aiden McCool's driving to the basket. Cool. And Nolan Smith is behind him, and Peyton's like, for all those saying Nolan's not in the video, like, here he is. Working with the walk-ons, that's good. And my guy Corey, who, you know, who's the, the video guy, is kind of like, I can't even put a video out without people dissecting this for everything. And I'm like, this is, this is Louisville. Like, what do you want? Like, this is what we're going to do. Oh, yeah. But everybody was like, where's Nolan? Where's Nolan? And then after we find out that Nolan's actually in the video for a millisecond, People are like, why isn't Nolan being highlighted? Is it on purpose? I'm like, I kind of feel like it was. Why is he not out there recruiting the guy to replace Flowers is what I want to know. Yeah. I'd be okay if you're like, he's not there. Why is he not there? He's out trying to find the guy to replace the guy who he lost just two weeks ago. 
I miss the days of analyzing Zan Payne Tippins. That's more fun than analyzing. Oh, we'll get there. Don't worry. Where's Nolan Smith in the background of this video? By, by, by game four, we're just going to be all on the Zan train completely. Why does he look so angry? I'm Why buy, is he not out there? I'm buying a Zan Payne jersey. I, I do love Zan. <laughs> I think we have like six more years of Zan, too, apparently. He's never going to. He's gonna. We're gonna fire Kenny, and Zan's still gonna hang around. I did love that. <laughs> we we did a show at one point last year where I was like, I, I looked up. You know, Zan played. I thought four years at Kentucky. I'm like, this is his last year. You know, he's got no more eligibility left. And then someone with the team messaged me and was like, he's actually got two more years left. I'm not sure how that's possible, but he does. He can so, rent a car. We've got plenty of Zan Payne coming up. I mean, by the time he's like a seventh year guy, he's gonna be. He's gonna be scoring. He's gonna be. He's gonna be putting in that work. Do we, know, do we really know how old Zampane is? I'm sure, I'm sure his birthday's on the website. But. It's got to be, in the, but they don't put the year. Wonder why. <laughs> it's 28. Is he really? No. <laughs> He's going to be good. Okay. <laughs> I do miss the uh, analyzing basketball videos for other reasons, but that was uh, that was an interesting development yesterday. But Nolan Smith is is with the team. May or may not be in good graces with the coaching staff, but he's with the team. He's out there. He's not, uh, he's not, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's looking for other G League jobs, but he didn't get the one that he interviewed for, so we've got him back. It's all Do you, So you're, all say, you're saying they're mad at him, so they put him on, like, walk-on duty? I, I don't think that's what's happening. I mean, it wasn't, Aiden McCool wasn't, like, just playing by himself. He's playing against the other scholarship <laughs> he's, play. he's not over at the designated walk-on basket picture, doing layup drills. I picture him, like, special teams in the water, boy. Like, offensive, defense, work with me. Special teams, you go with Farmer Fran. You're on the it's side like the basket, one, it's doing the one little, kicker. Like, doing that little drill where you make a layup with the right hand and make a layup with your left hand all by yourself. Just classic fundamentals. He's practicing b- bounce passes against the wall by himself. No one's like, good. Good. <laughs> this is the punishment wall. I don't think that's happening. But anyways, uh, we're not going to lose to Kentucky in anything this year. We're going to beat them 17 sports, 17 victories, whatever it is. Two in baseball, so 18 victories. It's all happening. I feel good about it. We're 1-0. That's all that matters. Props to U of L men's soccer. Props to John Michael Hayden. Props to them for getting the job done. It made it an enjoyable Tuesday night. All right, we'll take our first break. When we come back here, uh, you guys on the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. We have a couple of thoughts. Uh, I got a couple of st- stories out there that I want to get Trevor's thoughts on. We'll talk a little football. We're also going to do it in the 4 o'clock hour, our NFL preview. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to pick the division winners. We'll pick our Super Bowl champions. I came very close last year. Last year you had well, – I had the Chiefs first over the, the 49ers. You did. And, and it ends up being very close. Before not, well, not that close because we just completely destroyed the but, Niners. Okay, I'm one win away from getting the Super Bowl matchup exactly. I'd right. like to point out that we destroyed the Niners. I did pick up the Super Bowl victory, though. So can history repeat well, itself? You and Carl Mother. What? You and Carl Shepherds. Oh, shit, me and Carl Shepherds. Both picked the Chiefs to win it all. <laughs> so we'll do our Shepherds. NFL preview because you know, tomorrow NFL kicks off with the Lions oh, versus yeah. the Chiefs. Let's go, baby. And uh, we, you know, we won't have a whole lot of time to talk NFL tomorrow because we'll be too busy getting ready for Louisville versus Murray State. So we'll do that in the second hour. We'll take some text from you guys coming up in the next segment. Keep it locked right here. More Mike Rutherford Show is next on 1450 and 96.1 Big X.
does that with the fans. What's that? I just imagine little Trevor belting this one out. Oh, watch this video. That's not what I was belting out. <laughs> 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 uh, you got to remember, I was like, what, like 15 when this came out? Thing? Now, were you that old? I feel like I was like nine when this came out. Uh, I know I was young. I felt, yeah. I want to say I was in seventh grade, sixth or seventh grade. So I would have been like in second grade. So I guess I wasn't that old. I guess I was, I mean, yeah. It was, like, it was a great video for sure. I mean, I always remember the album coming out because, like I said, the album's called Get a Grip. And I'll never forget my, one of my best friends, like his parents were like in a divorce. And uh, I was jealous of him because his dad gave his mom like this album as like a, during the divorce, he was like, here, this is what I think about you. And he bought it because it's, you know, get a grip. I get it. And I, but he, his mom was like, here you go, Chris. You can have this. I was like, damn it, I want the cassette. <laughs> mom, can you meet some crazy dude to tell you to get a grip? You need it. What a horrible memory. <laughs> what a depressing memory. Uh, it's all right. They worked out fine. It, everything's fine. Yeah. They had, uh, yeah his, his, he had a half-sister with, uh, yeah. Because it, it wasn't actually his dad. It was a stepdad. Okay. It was kind of a tool. Okay. Everything worked out okay. Good. Good for her. I did like... Uh, <laughs> when did this come out? <laughs> my guy, uh, going back to something we talked about yesterday. My guy, Alan Thomas, has pointed out. He sent this to me on Twitter. So App State plays North Carolina again this year. They play them this weekend. Okay. Kickoff time for that game is 515 Ooh, in I... Chapel Hill. Kickoff time for Cincinnati at Pitt, 630. I got to... Oh, if, if it were like a 330 kickoff, those guys would be distracted as hell. There's no way Cincinnati's hanging with Pitt. I feel like they're gonna, it's going to be too, they'll be like close to the field. I think I want to put some money on Pitt this weekend. It seems like a good time to bet on Pittsburgh. I don't know what the line is, but if history repeats itself... I'm sticking a, a three-score pit now, victory. Do we have to? Do we have to determine that the, the North Carolina and App State are having a close game for this to happen? Though I don't know. I mean, it's going to be too early. App State's though. getting blown out. It won't be the end of the game either. It's going to be like you know, like end of the first half when the the pit game starts. Well, that's even better though because that means that means he'll be paying attention during the actual game he's trying to coach. He's just getting text updates. The, the, yeah. You know, Cincinnati has an early messages. like they have an early like 14-10 lead, but Satterfield's crying on the sidelines because he's getting the. You know, his, his beeper's going off, and he's finding out that App State got beaten overtime again by North Carolina. The announcers are very confused. Like, Scott Satterfield, very moved by that play. <laughs> he's shedding tears. It's only a 14-10 game here in the second uh, second quarter, and his team is leading. Well, for the record, are we not surprised that Satterfield's the one that sells the beeper? That's what I'm saying. That's, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Do uh, doctors still carry beepers? Only in movies, I think. Is that, I mean, I'm saying, does anybody actually still carry a beeper for any reason? I don't think so. I hope not. <laughs> I can't imagine. <laughs> so when uh, so yesterday was was Virginia's fourth birthday. Excuse when me. she was born, like she, it was like a she had a what they call a traumatic birth. Like she it was terrifying actually. Like like they everything's going fine. They give the baby to mommy and she's holding her, and then all of a sudden like the nurses like swoop in and take her away. She wasn't making noise when she was coughing. She wasn't crying. She'd swallowed a bunch of ambiotic um, ambiotic fluid. Mm. And so they take her over to this little area on the side, and they're, like, they're putting all these tubes in her. They're, like, smacking her back. Like, it was, it was really, really scary. But they called for a, a specific type of doctor, and they used the word stat. And as it's happening, my first thought is, well, it's, it's, I don't think it's ever good when they say the word stat. That makes yeah, me a little bit more nervous. Yeah, thing we've learned from watching ER. And exactly. Stuff, yeah. And then my second thought was they really do say stat. It's not just it's a, not. a movie thing, which is, <laughs> it makes me think of that, too. I'm like, I'm like, oh, they, 
they actually used that word. I, lo- I love, I love, I love this dramatic situation with your firstborn daughters going on the first thing, and you're recognizing the second like, thing. First second thing was, <laughs> first thing was like, I don't think that's good. Oh, Mary's not listening right now. <laughs> right, we talked about it. Okay. Because I'm so Mary is like Mary obviously is you know I'm doing the dad thing where I'm I'm like blocking her view of what's going on. So yeah. I, and I'm telling her I'm like it's fine, it's fine. Sure, she's panicking. Of course, she's probably still kind of kinda loopy she, off everything. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, she's just gave birth. Yeah, and our doctor, who was the best, Doctor Horlander, she's she's t- she's saying, you know, it's it's fine. This is why we have these nurses. Like they're used to this. And I'm kind of like around it, and I'm like, I'm trying not, I'm trying to hide the fact that I'm freaking out a little bit too. Yeah. And so I'm blocking what's going on from her, and I'm like, I'm like, it's fine. I'm like, I'm like she looks fine. Like she's making noise. And then, like, yeah, it was the whole thing was was stat. very scary. But they used the word stat. And that's when I that's the first Did time I got page him. That's when I got really freaked out. He came like storming in. And I was like, okay, well, this, this this guy better knows what he's doing with that Mr. T entrance. I'm I'm hoping, because if not, I'm going to be pretty pissed here. See, uh, that's, that's good, because like, when I did jury duty, I had nothing, not one thing in the entire experience of jury duty match anything on TV or movies I've seen. Pretty much any law experience you're so going to unhappy. have is not, is not going to be anything like TV. Like, they'd always be like, when they when, you know, when the, when there was, you know, objection, they wouldn't just like get up and, you know, objection sustained. They would just, you know, get, he would say objection, and they'd turn off the mic, and they'd yeah, go up and talk. To the, exactly. I'm like, I want to hear what's going on. The first time when I was when I was doing courier and, and clerking stuff before like, before and when I was in law school, the first time I went to it, I got to sit on a trial that we were doing. I was, you know, I, I sat in during the closing statements, and these were like two pretty high profile attorneys. Like the the attorney on the other side was from Frost, which you know Frost Brown Todd is a, a huge firm. Shout out Daniel Mudd. Yeah, and a good movie. Yeah. Well. I don't think that's what you're thinking. You're thinking of Frost Nixon. I'm thinking of Jack Frost with the. Okay. But like the closing statements happen, and I guess I did have sort of a you know this this visual this thought of what I've seen in movies and TV in my mind because I was like these guys suck. I was like I could do better than this. Give me some theatrics. Keep me entertained. This is terrible. The only highlight of my tenure, and I don't know if I even told this on the air before, so be be privileged. Was the uh, Dugan almost got me like thrown off the jury. That would've been nice. And no, I wanted to stay on. It was kind of a cool thing. I mean, it was two weeks. You know, I had a, a, a capital, which it, in hindsight did feel weird, knowing that like my, I can decide whether a human being is going to be like put to death or not, because it was a capital crime that, that was going on that I was on the jury for. This and, is the, I mean, this is America's worst nightmare, right? Here. I mean, <laughs> sing me on the capital. Our entire judicial system is now so well, the faith is wavering. So, so at some point during the trial. Because uh, I was, you know, out for two. I didn't, you know, I was out for like two weeks from the station for this thing. Because I'd be there like nine in the morning. I didn't when he had done to like four or five at night. I did more. I did more work clocking in on that during that two weeks of the trial. I think I've done in like thirteen years at the station. I'm not surprised by that. Not one bit. And so Dugan's like just tried to stop by and see me like it, 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 doing the on the jury. So we went. We're sent to lunch, and I left. And like Dugan, kind of, me and Dugan, I saw Dugan. I was like, kind of gave me you know, a, you know, a little, a little, you know, head knob. I'm like, hey, as I'm walking out. And I go and I did what I did like every lunch. I'd go across the street or outside the uh, outside. And I'd smoke, chain smoke, and eat my lunch out on the on the porch outside. And dude came out there and was talking to me. Well, apparently, like the the pe- person who was being you know uh, the crime was being accused of. Uh, like they, I guess they they saw me Dugan sitting in the thing. They saw me talking to Dugan. They took pictures of us talking outside, and like took them to the judge. I didn't know any of this till afterwards. By the way. So like apparently they're like 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 they're like saying that like I'm like some kind of like plant on the on the jury, like for Dugan because apparently Dugan also that's incredible like had some kind of like six degrees of separation related to like one of the people that the defendant, like his third cousins on his mom's side or something like that 
had some kind of relation to him, and he didn't know that, and I didn't know that. No one knew that. But they like, and so they're, they're like showing the gen- So meanwhile, I'm just sitting there, just like twiddling my thumbs. Had no idea I was being discussed as possibly being thrown off a trial. God, I would have loved if you could like sell a book, tell a book, <laughs> my story by Trevor Kelsey. People were like, "What? What trial was this? I never heard of this." What sucks is I kind of I don't I can't remember the guy's name because I kind of want to look look up and see if he's the like greatest book of all time. Like if he's back the guy in prison whose name I've forgotten. <laughs> I think he did it. But uh, we we found him innocent. Uh, just wasn't enough evidence, unfortunately. Uh, the the woman, the, you the let mo- this murder escape. The mother of the child who was he was accused of, of killing was uh, was not very happy with us. Well, I can imagine that's typically how she how she kind of she kind of she kind of went insane. Yeah. Congrats! Which, <laughs> do you feel good about yourself? You a murder walk and you cause a sane woman to lose it. Well, no, she wasn't sane. Like her, her when they did closing uh, testimony, her, her even her lawyer at that point was like, "Listen." I know my client's not a friendly person. <laughs> like, like even the baby's mom was like, my, my baby mama insane. <laughs> like, and, like and no, no one was on her side, unfortunately. Wow. I felt kind of bad for her a little bit. I guess you should. She yeah. lost a child. But they just didn't give enough evidence to prove he was 100% guilty. Okay. Well, let's, let's move on. <laughs> you wanted wacky. I, man, I, I did. I, I, <laughs> whatever I want on the show, I've got to be very careful when I use the words because <laughs> it tends to come fivefold. 502-414-1450 the Thornton Sex Line. Let's take a text. Oh, we're going to text early day. Texter says, <laughs> getting the national show currently. That was a 304. I do like that <laughs> TJ texted into Spears and said, guess no need for me to watch after all these spoilers. Have some class. I want to know what this is about. Doesn't TJ love Big Brother? Is that going on right now? Probably. He does like Big Brother. I'm thinking it's Big Brother. John, I, I told you this on but last TJ usually week. Watches John that Spears stuff live. is the perfect show station villain. We needed one. <laughs> now all the shows are uniting. I don't. I need Dennison's thoughts on on Spears. He needs to go at Dennison. I don't. I can see Dennison being a sidekick villain, <laughs> like the, the Robin, the Robin, <laughs> Some, I don't evil know. Robin evil to his Robin. evil Batman. Uh, we there weren't we, enough evil sidekicks. Back I, in the day. John wasn't listening to us when we said when I when I compared him to like uh, the Joker meets the Penguin meets uh, Lex Luthor or whatever. Oh, Tony, I guess Tony Burke was listening though, and his, his co-host on the Sandex broadcast and told him. I don't think John took it as funny as we did. It's like <laughs> Who's a good evil sidekick? <laughs> Mr. Dr. Chaos or whatever. What? What's the what's, what's Butters' sidekick's name? Oh, well, Butters is Professor Chaos. Oh, the sidekick is... Uh, oh. <laughs> what is the sidekick's name? That's Matt Dennison and John Spears. <laughs> I like that. I was, uh, my second choice was Iago from <laughs> Aladdin. Jafar's... Yeah, the, the, the parrot. Jafar's parrot. God, Gilbert Gottfried's voice. What is the name of Butters' sidekick? Professor Chaos and... It's like Dimension something? Dimension no. Boy or... That's nah, going to drive me crazy. <laughs> I, I don't... Yeah. Now, but the thing with TJ, though, is I don't know... General Disarray. Yeah, okay. I, let's see. I had the D right. Uh... <laughs> oh, boy. Out of context, that didn't sound too good, did it? Uh... Swarm the D. Go do. On a side note, I guess with that being said, uh, I guess congratulations to TJ though, who found out he's going to have a second child yesterday. I was go- I had this in my notes at the beginning, uh, and, and I, I did gloss over it. So, yeah, TJ Walker announced that they're they're going to have their second child in April. I believe is the due date. And we all know babies born in April always turn out to be extra awesome. True. It's well, scientifically proven. Isn't your birthday in May? No, it's in April. <sighs> Sorry, I thought it was in May. No, it's not in May. I haven't forgotten it. That's why. That's why he did say. 
Is that why my birthday gift was two weeks late? <laughs> it was not. I sent you a, a, a DoorDash gift card. You did. Birthday. You did. I used it, yeah. Yeah. Um, took me forever to use it. I couldn't figure the damn thing out. Congrats to TJ. That's very cool. He's on the uh, the Rutherford family. But we'll see if they have a boy. I don't know if they're finding out the sex or not. But yeah. you know, we had, I think Lucy is probably, a, she's going to be a little bit older than Virginia was when John was born. But it's, it's about the same timeline there. Yeah, so. Lu- Lucy's birthday. I know it's on, uh, I can't remember, forget it, because he told me it's uh, October 4th, 10-4. Uh, but she's, I think she's turning two this year, I guess now. So yeah, it'll be the same. Yeah. Virginia just turned two like a month and a half before John was born. Yeah. Cause he was saying the gap was like two and a half a year. Yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, somebody sent in a texture, sent in a, a graphic. This is fantastic. I need to actually just, I probably need to steal this and tweet it. It's on one side. It's the lyrics in a picture of Beyonce to run the world girls. And it says six writers, four producers, on the other side, it says it's the lyrics to the song "Ass Man." I love those. Yeah. And it says one writer, one producer. <laughs> You're damn right. You've seen that before. There's been people who've done that. I don't stuff think before. I have. I think it's the first. No, time not I've seen with not with this. But I've seen I've seen people use time, examples. Yeah, I think it's the first time I've seen this template for a meme. It's it's good. I enjoy it. It's funny. <laughs> I chuckled. I love the fact that it takes six writers to write that song. It's six. It doesn't have six li- lyrics in it. Who run the world, girls? <laughs> ass. Texture says I still see a lot of hate towards Jack Plummer a few days after the game. It's one half in the first game of the season. He was 10 of 14 in the second half and made big plays with his legs. I feel like Murray State is the perfect opponent to keep his second half momentum going and get him synced up for the rest of the year. He's clearly the best quarterback all summer long. Sorry for the long text. I feel like the fan base needs to pump the brakes on him because of a bad half in the first game. Just an FYI, we only had one game last year with a three TD passer, and his 255 yards would have been the second highest total in a game last year. He's a clear upgrade. Uh, well, that's also because Malik was scoring. He scored like 17 touchdowns on the ground. Yeah, Malik, well, Malik wasn't like he was barely a quarterback. I mean, it's no. I mean, yeah, Plummer is a better quarterback, but it's different style. It's a better passer. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, and I think we do. It is an upgrade to to an extent. I think also the supporting cast is giantly upgraded in terms of depth, especially and how many weapons we have around him. Do you think that we're jumping the gun on Plummer? I mean, because you and I were both sort of like. Eh, I'm, I'm a little bit antsy. Obviously, the way he played in the second half settled us down. But still, I think you said I can see this being a situation where he loses us a game this year, and I kind of can too. It's, we're going to have a roller coaster season with him. We're going to have a game like, I mean, obviously tomorrow uh, tomorrow night will be you know kind of a, a, a exception to the rule because it's Murray State. No disrespect to them. But you're oh, gonna... full disrespect. You went two and nine last year. You're Murray State. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you're boy. the weakest team on our schedule. What do you want us to say? <clears throat> Racers, race, race your way out this this state. I should wait to ask it. Yeah, I should thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, but, like, uh, there's going to be a game where I could see him, like, I don't know whether it be IU or Virginia. Like, he's going to look sharp. He's gonna look, we're going to see the best Jake Plummer. Jack Plummer, sorry. No relation to Jake. We, we took us six years to figure that out, by the way. I can't believe you haven't said it more, honestly. <laughs> I, I'm, well, I remember summer. working with Greg when they signed him at Purdue, and I'm like, Relation to Jake, he's like, no. Right, stay focused. Okay, I know. Um, so, I, I mean, we'll get, we'll get those good games, and we're going to praise him. We're going to be like, hey, listen, this is the guy we want. And then we're going to have a game he's going to go against Virginia Tech or somebody. I'm naming random schools, by the way. No, no, Don't hold me to this. Where he's going to look a little bit like he did in this, this last game, maybe worse, and we're going to lose. And we're going to all – that's what you're going to get. It's going to be an up-and-down season. You're going to take the, the crookeds with the straights with, with Plummer all year. I can see that. I mean, is he the best? So I don't know. I mean, is, I think is he's there anybody seasoned. in recent memory that he reminds you of? Because I, I think everyone wants to jump the gun, and you know, nobody's going to compare him to Teddy or Lamar. No, but in recent years, like besides those guys, there's not anybody that like I think we speak of glowingly. You know, you, you, I mean, you have to go back to like Brian and Hunter Cantwell. 
But I, I can see it being a – I'm not comparing him specifically to this player, but when Will Gardner was healthy, like Will was, 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 was good enough to win us games. He was pretty good. When he, but, but there was still like every now and then, the first Virginia game when we were in the ACC in 2014, like he basically single-handedly lost us that game because he could not – he kept getting passes knocked out of the line of scrimmage. I know James Quick had the late uh, punt drop that killed us. But if the offense was just average that game, we would have beaten a pretty bad Virginia team. And I think it's one that you look back at and you said, man, if, if we just had slightly okay quarterback play, we win. I can see this being a situation where we feel the same way this year. The good news is I think we have better weapons around Jack Plummer this year than we had around Will Gardner that season. I think if he can just do the simple stuff, and I think Jeff will, will realize. He won't ask too much of him if he's not playing well. We saw that first hand on Friday night. He'll be like, hey, let's swing passes. Let's do some, you know, a lot of motion, maybe some little end arounds. Like, we'll get the balls in the hands of our playmakers, even if Jack is not hitting open guys. Yeah, I mean, Gardner, yeah. I, I initially said the name Justin Burke originally. I think he may be. And Burke wasn't, you know, these these quarterbacks weren't terrible. No, no, Burke wasn't a great average quarterback. Now, his numbers aren't going to compare because Burke split so much time with Froman that year. But, I mean, even like a, a, a Cantwell. I mean, I could see him. He's got, you know, kind of the big frame, big body, you know, live big arm. arm. You know, but you know, there's just you know, it's not a you know perfect quarterback, and, and you saw the same with Cantwell. I mean, there were times we thought, you know, hey, this guy's going to be. I mean, for the love of God, I think Kuiper had him as like a top ten pick one year. Yeah. Like, you know, because he, he's got all the he checks all these boxes, and then you get him out there, and you're like, okay, well, he checks all the boxes on paper, but well, he was huge, and he had a cannon. Yeah, and he can, and you saw the flashes of good of good play from him, but he just wasn't very consistent. I think it's what you'll get from Plummer all year. I think again, like you said though, and you, you you said it, and I've said it before, and we'll say it all year long. I think the weapons around Plummer are just in coaching to a degree, and nothing against Strong or, or you know John L. Or whoever was Petrino one point But you know, that, I think it, that helps. You know, opposed to like Strong and Justin Burke. I mean, we had nice you know blah pow, nice little running game, but still didn't have the kind of weapons around him. I think that we have now than this year. I think it'll be a situation kind of like we do this in every basketball season where we microanalyze everything when we're in the, the, the throw of the season. You know, this guy sucks, or this guy. We react to every game individually. And then you look back and when some time passes and you're like, you know, it was, a, it was a good season. That guy was actually a pretty good player and all. I think we'll do the same thing with Jack Plummer. When we're in it, I mean, because every football game is so – you only have 12 of them. They're, they're so monumentally important. There'll, I think there will be a game or two, and hopefully we can escape with a win, where Plummer's just – not good enough, and we kind of view him as the the weak link of the offense. And maybe it does. Maybe we look back and we're like, we would have upset Notre Dame if he just you know, had a slightly better game or if we'd had a slightly better quarterback. And it will suck in the middle of it. And then I think we'll look back at the end of the season and be like, you know, we had a good year. We went 8-4, and 9-3, and 7-4, whatever it winds up being. And Plummer put up solid numbers. He was about what we thought he was going to be. I think that's the way that we're going to wind up looking at him. And if that's the case, it's nothing that we haven't heard from – from Jeff Brom and, and the staff directly or indirectly this offseason. I, I think that they – I mean, look, I, I told you this summer. My summer update was from people that have, are, are close to the program. They were saying, you know, they think Jack is good enough to get the job done this year, but they also think that the quarterback will be better moving forward. Like, they expect to have more talented quarterbacks running this offense in the long run. Like, he was a, he's a stopgap. He was the a guy out there that they got in the transfer portal for this one year. And whether it's you know whether it's Pierce Clarkson next year or Jack Plummer next year or Harrison Bailey next year or they go back to the portal again, I think they're going to expect an upgrade, and that's what you should when you're taking over a program. You should expect to to upgrade every position moving forward, at least as much as it's reasonable. 
Texas asked Trevor if he watched Real Genius last night. I did not. Uh, Texter, I guess, asked, was sent a text yesterday. I don't know if we read it or not. I'm happy that I missed it, but I guess was asking about a, using a Real Genius quote. And I, that's sadly, it's, weird. it's like it's on that very short list of 80s movies that are very popular that I've never seen. I don't think I've ever seen it either. Uh, and that's okay. Well, I, you, you have an excuse. You're, you know, you're not as cool as I am. It's very true. But I mean, but like, like when I, when I watch like say anything for the first time, like you know, was it? I guess it's been like five or six years now. Yeah, you said you hadn't watched it till recently. It, it was. I think it was around 2019. I finally watched it. 2007. Uh, Running Man, another one. I weird thing about I watched Running Man for the first time finally. I think it was in 2020, and it's you know came out in 1982. And it's based in the future, and it's based in the future year of 2020. Like, I'm watching them for the first time in a movie. It's kind of awkward. Kind of weird. Also weird seeing Richard Dawson being an evil bad guy. That was kind of weird, too. But, um, yeah, that's that. And, like, Pretty in Pink are probably the top of my 80s list of movies that I still have never watched that are, like, that are. And I worship John Hughes, but for some reason, that's, like, the one Hughes movie I just never really cared to watch. Yeah, I miss that much. It's it's short of, like, Curly Sue the worst, right? I I, I mean, it's not just not my... It's not Breakfast Club. It's I mean, I didn't like Sixteen Candles that much either. Though. Oh well, then. Well, I mean, sorry, you have no soul. But yeah, sorry. I mean, Sixteen Candles is awesome. Texas says this may be old manish of me, but I still think it's dumb that you can call a fair catch on a kick and get it at the twenty-five. Why the hell doesn't everyone do that? It seems bogus to me. I think most people do. I mean, you, you've now seen opposing teams evolve to the point where they will try to kind of like kick it high and, and angle it towards the sideline so you have to catch it at the five and, and maybe return it. I think that's, you know, that was the evolution of kickoff coverage. When they, when, you know, they bas- they're basically trying to get rid of the kickoff without getting rid of the kickoff. Yeah, I know. So they moved it up so everyone was kicking touchbacks, and then teams started strategizing to try to get it, pin teams even deeper. So they made the, the fair catch thing a rule so you get it to the 25. They just don't want you to return kicks, and it's why I think like 78% of kicks now are just – Either fair caught or touchbacks, and, and every and they're not going to get rid of kicking off. No, they're, they're not. They don't want to change do, the They're going to do everything they can do to change it without actually getting rid of it. Right. And you're right, but in Texas, you're right. Getting it at twenty five, it's just kind of stupid. Texas peacocks can't technically fly; they can just flap and jump high. No, neither can turkeys. That's right. But peacocks can fly, right? No, a little bit. That's what he just said. But they, they well, depends. How, I mean, what if they just flap and jump high? But is that the same as flying? Not really. What if I jump like 50 feet in the air and that counts flying? I don't know what, where the threshold is for meeting the definition of flying. I mean, when Michael, whatever peacocks do does not meet it. When Michael Jordan was asked once if he could fly, he said, yeah, for a little while, but I can still fly. I don't know. <laughs> Are you going to question what Michael Jordan says? Yeah. Well, yeah. Then what, what world do we live in? Angry Guy says it was sad there were more UK fans than U of L last night. Where were the students virtually empty? No, there weren't. <laughs> really? You're bragging about the fans, not the fact you got your butt kicked? Sorry. It makes it even more embarrassing. You I'm had a home saying, field advantage. <laughs> well, we, we showed up to see us lose. <laughs> Texas says, I listened to the end of yesterday's show. Did Trevor really say there was a caller on another show that he thought was annoying because the caller wouldn't stay on topic? <laughs> Pot meat kettle. Did I say that? I don't remember you saying that. I don't either. I'm never worried about topic. If you did say that, though, it would be very much a <laughs> let's bring in a mirror so you can look into it moment. Oh, I've got, I've, I get those every once an hour. Texas, what would I do for a men's basketball championship? Bring me TK's mom and I'll show you. Oh, should have known that one was coming. No, I did it again. 
Angry guy from another burner says, UK finishes higher in overall athletic department every year. You look more dumb than you did in that radio booth at the fair when you say this stuff. <laughs> at, least he's, because, at, least, at least he's angry man somewhat creative. <laughs> congrats on your rifle national championship, which, which counts in the director's cup, if that's what you're referring to. Every bit as much as a basketball or football national title. I just want to. Re- I'm just like re- reading some of his old stuff. <laughs> God, he's such a loser. <laughs> Nobody loves the show more than this guy. Creates burners to text into the show. Just is furious when we're not on exactly at three o'clock. He's our biggest fan, and yet he hates us so much. Texas says he's UCLA- attacking TJ here on some of these. He hates everybody. He's an angry guy. He he doesn't <laughs> like anything in life. There's nothing that makes this man happy. Aside from get us giving him some attention. I was watching the Saints broadcast and saw Spears and legitimately thought it was Trevor. <laughs> Texas says, UCLA Elite Eight game is one of the craziest sporting events I've ever been to. So much snow on the ground that they had to keep get, uh, pausing the game to shovel the field. It went to two overtimes and had like eight goals scored. I'm it was crazy. I'm assuming it wasn't at UCLA. No, it was here. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Texas says, I rewatched the game today and we easily could have put up two more TDs. Our wide receivers and running backs are going to be great. That was one of my takeaways and one of the things that I think made me feel better after the game, was the fact that it probably should have been more lopsided. Like, we could have easily lost, for sure, after that second quarter. But also, if we had just cleaned up a little bit of that stuff in the second quarter and capitalized on our red zone opportunities, we could have we could have won by a few scores. And we also could have put up, you know, 49 points, 45 points, somewhere close to 50. So you have to assume that with more time, the offense is going to do a better job of, of cashing in there. Because we remind, left a lot of points out there. I was going to say, remind me, I could be wrong, I don't, remember, I don't remember all the play calls, but I feel like when we were inside the 10 on two of those field goals, I don't think we went for one run play once. Except for, I think Plummer tried to scramble and got like a yard, and then went down to his knees. I remember the first time, I don't remember what the first down play was, but it was second and seven, we threw the slant, it was the one that Callaway dropped. Okay, okay. And then the next play we went for the end zone, and Callaway didn't fight back to try to get the P.I., and that was the end of the, the drive. That was, yeah. The, th- the second one, I, don't, I can't remember if we ran a run play or not. Because they were on each side of the field, I remember. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't remember. I remember the one, yeah, I just don't remember. I, I, my memory could be slipping, but I just feel like I don't remember us running one like a designed run play. I could be wrong, though. It's not, not bashing, but I'm just saying, variety spice of life, buddy. I'm with you. you know, I think that we'll be a little bit more balanced moving forward. I hope it will be. Yeah, Texas, I like the point you guys made in the CC podcast. A big comeback like Friday night serves the team better in the long run and is a good sign. Well, for the record, we made that point on the show before the podcast. The Texas, not to we be, did talk it on the show. Not to be jealous of you know, of, of podcast Trevor over there. Texas, hey Mike, love the new pod. You think we can put up 105 points against Murray? Do you really? No. <laughs> I think we can put up 49. I think we should be able to put up 49. Like yeah, we definitely should. Let's take a break. When we come back, 4 o'clock hour is up next. We will talk a little NFL. It starts tomorrow. We're going to focus mostly on Murray State, though. So we will make our divisional picks and our Super Bowl picks, and Trevor will pontificate on his Eagles' chances of overcoming the Carl Sheffers curse and becoming Super Bowl champions this year. That's coming your way next. We'll take some texts from you guys as well at 502-414-1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Doing, Cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny. 
But yo, I'm making money, see So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me Now gather round I'm the new fool in town And my sound's laid down by the underground I drink a bottle of Hennessy you got on your shelf So just let me introduce myself My name is Humpty Pronounced with the Humpty Yo, ladies, oh, how I like to fuck well, sorry, I saw And all the rappers in the top ten Please allow me why. And I saw that too, but I didn't click on it I don't even want to know I don't, don't want to know I'm, assu- I'm assuming Trump misspelled it Who knows? Four o'clock hour here The Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday, let's do sports travel. Come on. 1450 the Big X. It is NFL week kicking off as, uh, yeah. in addition to college football kicking into full swing. We got the Lions and the Chiefs. I saw the spread is down to like four and a half with the Travis Kelsey news from uh, yesterday. Now, so glad I didn't take him in any fancy leagues. I almost took him like six leagues and I passed on every one of Podcast them. Podcast Trevor took him in the first round. I, I was very close to the, taking him in one of my high, my high stakes first round leagues. I had like the seventh pick. I thought, do I want to do it? Do I want to do it? And I said, nah, passed. And kind of hindsight, I'm glad I did. I never take tight ends that early. I just never. We had my draft on Monday. We do Yahoo. They give you the draft grades. I get terrible draft grades every single year. I got a full on F this year. <laughs> full on F. <laughs> I got a D minus last year. Should have won the league. Lost the championship game because the Demar Hamlin game. I, I place full blame on that. But I got an F this year. But you got a D last year and you won it. Almost won it. Almost won it. The year, in yeah. the year a few years ago, we had like the, one of the best teams in our league history. I think I had like a D plus. So. I don't put too much talk into it, but I, my, I drafted fourth, which is a terrible place to pick. I had a good grade of mine, but a guy who got like an A had the best grade in our league last year. I think it was like A minus. He finished like two wins. Yeah, the guy who got our best grade last year got relegated. Yeah, <laughs> so. he's gone. <laughs> but I took Tyree Kill with my first pick. That's at not f- bad. At four, we'll see. I went very wide receiver heavy early on this year. I, I finally adopted to the new modern philosophy, and I <laughs> went I went Tyree Kill and Amon Ross St. Brown the first two rounds. You, you had to take, you had to get a line right. Yeah, I need Amon Ra to, to light it up tomorrow. But we have Lions Chiefs. Amara, Amara, I'm very excited Amara. about this. So now we, we the official NFL kickoff is tomorrow. We've got we got lots going on these next couple of days. Tomorrow is game day against Murray State. Friday we'll be reacting to the game and we'll also be getting ready for Trevor's ACT on Saturday morning. They sent me another memo today. Very excited. Did they accept your picture? Uh, you know they didn't actually say if they did or not. That's not good. They. <laughs> Not feeling confident. They, they, they didn't say they said it like per se, but like uh, they. S- no, I don't even remember where the email is. I think that deleted the next. Oh, oh boy. Um, it was just reminding me. Oh no, here it is. Um, the test is almost here. Just five things to remember: acceptable ID, or you cannot be, you cannot test. I've got that right. Check, check. Uh, mask, if you wish. I wish not. Do you have an updated ID? Yes, yeah, my my license is not expired. If that's what you're asking. Okay, good. Um. You printed them. I have to print out the admission ticket, so I've got to figure out how I'm going to print that out because I don't have a printer here. I'm going to go to Kinko's and print out one of those. It's like just gigantic, like huge poster size, and just make that be your admissions ticket. Uh, it says if you if, it says you have to have it, your scores will be delayed. Um, you have to have a permitted calculator, which I've got the my little purple calculator has my name on it. Nice. There's Trevor on it. Uh, and a snack for break time, if you'd like. <laughs> I'm bringing a big 12 case of KFC in there with me. Just bring, bring some beer. I kid you not. Bring, bring Arby's and a couple I'm of walking in there with a bucket of chicken, a two liter of Tahitian treat, and like a, and a <laughs> bunt cake. That's what I'm walking in there. I'm, I'm going to look like a meal last time as we take lunch break. And, and, and <laughs> it's going to end so poorly. I'm going to put this giant bag. Bought like a bag of donuts out of it, a two liter. Did someone here order DoorDash? <laughs> it says snack for break time if you'd like. Uh, and you don't think I'm 21? <laughs> Here's my ID. I can drink if I want to during the break. No, it says mask if you wish. I wish not. 
and it has a giant paragraph after it's like basically like selling you on why you should wear a mask. It's like, while we don't in, we don't require it, we do encourage it. You should think about it. Like, what are they trying to do here to me? Especially when you're coughing on everybody five minutes into the test. Uh, and it, of course, it reminds you that you can't have any kind of technology on you because I mean, I guess we'll, they figure we'll cheat. If I, if you're caught with your your phone going off during a test, you will be uh, asked to leave. And your score will not be graded. Ooh, that's gonna be tough for you. I feel like can are they? One I'm they, gonna text you just to see. One they just do is like jury duty and just have us drop our phones in in the basket on the way in. You think that would be the safest thing to do? I mean, why not? I mean, are they we're gonna like claim our phones? So I'll just turn mine off. I mean. We've got lots going on the next couple of days. We probably won't have a ton of time to to do NFL preview stuff. So we're gonna do that now. We've got. I mean, we'll react to the Lions game. I'm sure on Friday a little bit, especially if they win. I'll react to it a lot, but. Um, no, I mean, well, we can only talk about so much of our destruction in Murray State, I hope. You're probably right. But the thing is, with these games, you assume that. But then, like, I'm fascinated to see all, like, who's going to play in the second half. Like, who's our – how do the backup quarterbacks look? Who gets run at quarterback? Who doesn't? How do the backup sure. receivers look? Like, the rece- the running backs. Like, how's that going to work? Like, I th- I think there's going to be a lot to to really digest and I think we back out. give the Lions and Chiefs, like, one segment, though. Maybe. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about the Lions. 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Only if they win. Only if they win. <laughs> so we did this last year. We're going to pick our, give our divisional winner picks. Then we'll do our uh, who, who we think is going to play in the Super Bowl, give our Super Bowl champion, and give our MVP of the year. I, I, also, I, I nailed Mahomes as the MVP last year, too. Did you get that one? I was like, this is his comeback season. It's going to happen. We're going to, we're, it's going to be I think I, I think I went on like one more year on the Rodgers bandwagon. And, I think you did, which was a, a popular I kind of held on, yeah. I kind of held on for that one more year, but – I said I've said it before. I said it again in football that you, you don't ease into retirement; you fall off a cliff. You're not wrong. We'll you see how it goes for the Jets this year. Speaking of, we start with the AFC East. TK, talk to me about the AFC East. The Bills are the the clear favorites here. The Jets do have some life though, with with Rodgers being around. The Patriots seem dead to rights. The Dolphins are also kind of there with a talented group of players, but maybe not a whole lot of direction. Who wins this division this year? The East is just a wonky, wild. I mean. Buffalo should be the best team, theoretically. Uh, but I don't know what – they may have lost more when they lost their coach to, to the Giants. Dorsey looked a little shaky. They lost their defensive coordinator, Leslie Frazier. He left. Uh, now Sean McDermott, who I do love, is taking over the defensive coordinating job. Um, I mean, Diggs seems unhappy. I don't know how the running game is going to work out. James Cook's supposed to be – it's going to be a lot of mystery. Long story short, I'll say – I will say Buffalo does end up winning the division, though. But it's very close with Miami and the Jets right behind them. New England, just, I mean, we're all starting to learn what happens to people for a decade that Belichick's overrated. I want to pick Miami to win this division because I think they've got a ton of talent. I think they're super fun. I don't trust Tua that much. I think Buffalo, I'm with you in saying I think Buffalo wins this division, but it's not nearly as much of a landslide as you would have guessed it was going to be. Or last year where they won like right. five games on, they were five games up or something like that. I think that. Miami pushes them a lot. I, I think that. I don't think the Jets are going to be as, as good as I'm not. I'm not buying the Jets. I've watched the Jets suck for basically my entire life. I don't think that they're going to be that much better this year. I think Miami pushes Buffalo though, but in the end, Buffalo does win the division by a game or two. They eke it out. The the big thing about the Jets is difference with them is one. I do like Robert Sala. I think he's a really good coach. Uh, I've seen that with Miami. It seems to be that they produce them pretty well down in San Francisco. Um, but the big thing is the offensive line and mainly our our boy. You know. Mikai Beckham. I mean, and Tucker, the guard they took out of Wisconsin, those guys have been hurt like nonstop since they drafted him. 
Uh, they, their offensive line's not going to be healthy, then they're probably going to be another 6-7 win team, even with the talent they added. AFC North, talk to me. Oh, man. It's a cutthroat, baby. This is, I mean, just, just only only the, the strongest will survive. This is going to be awesome. Cincinnati, assuming healthy, is going to be probably still maybe the best team. Baltimore, obviously, a lot of people are loving. I'm not as high on Baltimore again this year. I think still a 9-10 win season. I think Pittsburgh is supposed to be taking Kenny Pickett. I was not big on Kenny Pickett, but I am big on Mike Tomlin. If he hasn't decided to cut him yet, clearly some of the rumors we've been hearing about him looking really good in training camps is, I believe, and while most aren't, I am very high, and maybe just that's the only problem. But on um, Deshaun Watson in his year at Cleveland, I know last year didn't work out well at the end. The guy set for a year and a half of football. What do you expect? He was rusty. Um, I'm not sold on their coach, which is why I'm a little eerie on him. Uh, if I was better in love with their coach, I would pick Cleveland to win this division this year. But instead, I'm going to go with Cincinnati repeating, but Cleveland coming in second this year instead of last. So who would you pick to win? Cincinnati again. I got the Bengals too. I think Baltimore comes in second. I think they're. I think they'll be good. I think they'll be back in the playoffs. I think Lamar's going to play well. I think the Bengals are are very strong. I think the Bengals win this kind of comfortably. I think it's a good division, but I say they they win three games clear of whoever's in second. I don't know comfortably. I say, I, I feel like this is going to be a division where all three. The last place team will be nine and eight. AFC South. Speaking of, of divisions that are crap, crap, crap and, and and bonkers, yeah. and could go to any one of the four teams that there. Who do you like here? Because this feels fairly wide open. I think Jacksonville rolls away with it, actually. Peterson in his second year. We saw what he does in second-year teams in Philadelphia. Trevor Lawrence, you added Calvin Ridley, who I think is going to be a, a stud this year with them. Uh, Cal, uh, Kirk was already had a breakout year last year. You've got uh, uh, Evans, uh, the the tight end that, that was supposedly you know the, the big fast guy that Giants gave up on, Evan uh, Ingram, or his name is. Uh, he had a good year last year. Their offensive line lost a little bit, but they rebuilt. You added, you know, Tank bags, uh, uh, the running back out of Auburn. Bigsby. Yeah, Bigsby, thank you. But I think it's getting not enough attention with being the second-tier guy with Travis at the end. I, I love Jacksonville. I mean, they kind of – I liked them last year. I think – did I pick them to win this division last year? You may have. I think because I was high on them last year, and they came around late. They did. And Travis at the end, beast. Yeah, and, I mean, when they came on late and went nine games, this is – this year I, I, I see them winning 11, maybe 12 games this year. I mean, Tennessee's fading. Tennessee, I always thought was overrated anyway. I think they're a the product of this division being bad for so many years. They were just a decent team in it. Indianapolis is a dumpster fire. Colts fan, I'm sorry. You know it. It's true. Look in your heart and know it to be true. And Houston, I mean, I think they'll improve, but they're still a rookie quarterback, a lot of weapons to be answered, and a rookie coach. I don't like that we're on the same wavelength here, but I, I think that Jacksonville is going to be good this year. They seem obvious, right? I mean, I, mean, I think Trevor Lawrence is primed for, like, like you said, they were really surging late. Lawrence, I think, has – he checks every box for what you want from a big-time NFL quarterback. He took his hits early. I think they're going to run away with this division. I think they win fairly handily. It, not just because, like, they're really, really good. I think they're going to be good. I think the rest of the division just is going to suck out loud. I mean, I don't think they – they don't win any other division in the AFC other than the South. I think that's fair. But, I mean, that doesn't mean they're not still a playoff team in any other division, but they are the best team, I think, bar none in the AFC South. AFC West, does anybody have anything for the Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, they've won, what, like 12 in a row? Has it been that many? I mean, I'm I'm not lying. I, I say that kind of jokingly, but I think they've seriously won. Uh, the last time they did not win their division was 2015. Jeez, that's a lot. I mean, that's insane. I mean, that's, that's that was Andy Reid's third year, by the way. Seven straight titles. I mean, yeah, it's um, they've been in the AFC title game what like four years in a row or something like that. 
So, I mean, it's, yeah, the kid's Kansas City. I mean, I, short, short of a major injury, obviously, but as Mahomes stays healthy, this, this, Andy Reid, who's the best coach in the NFL, I mean, it's, yeah, the, the Chiefs are winning this division. I think the Chiefs I win, but I think the Broncos are also going to be better than people think they are. I think the year. Broncos are going to be a mystery because they were such a bad Huge bust last year. Yeah, I think they bounce back a little bit this year and, and flirt with the playoffs. I think I, I think the, what the question is going to be this year is Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Like, was Wilson really kind of a fluke to to be care on what his system was in Seattle, and was Sean Payton just riding the you know the, the Drew Brees coattails a little bit in, in New Orleans? So. I think we're going to see kind of both those questions answered in Denver. I think they'll be better. I just don't think they will be. I think they'll finish third. They'll finish above the Raiders, but I don't see them. Raiders are going to be terrible. Yeah, I mean, I I think the Chargers, I think, will make a decent run at the playoffs, but when it's all said and done, I think Kansas City's still the only team out of the AFC West that goes to the playoffs. What was the Raiders story with the player who was like, he he couldn't get into the facilities and he was trying to like figure out what's going on and they – yeah, he can't get a hold of anybody, and they texted his like ex girlfriend from five years ago. <laughs> I didn't see this. No, <laughs> he was going crazy on on Instagram yesterday about something with the Raiders. That's hilarious. He's like, That's... he's like, I'm done with the Raiders. Like, Trade me somewhere else. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you're in Vegas. You get like, you get locked out of the facilities. You got somewhere to go do. NFC East, your beloved Eagles are the heavy oh yeah, here. baby. I picked them to win this division a year ago. You, you picked did. the Cowboys. I'm. I mean, I I don't think anybody has anything for the Eagles this year. I think they win it. No. I think the Cowboys are going to flop again. I think the Giants are going to be. Better than people think they are. Daniel Jones was very good down the stretch last season. I think the Cowboys still finished second, but the Giants are very close. But nobody really competes with Philadelphia. I mean, Dallas has the talent to compete with them, but they don't have the coaching. Uh, Mike McCarthy's a he's a moron, to say the least. Um, so yeah, that build. Yeah, there's there's no one in the NFC that even comes close to challenging other than San Francisco, where we there's we have the best offensive line, probably the deepest offensive line. Uh, we have some questions on defense with with the new guys coming in, but assuming that they do step into the spot, uh, we we did we did replace some secondary guys. Uh, Edmonds coming in to replace um, the dude that went to um, oh I forget the three name guy that we got from the Saints last year, Carwell Jones, uh, Carwell whatever. Um, so there's some the new new faces, but yeah, Philly Philly's the cream of the crop. Dallas will be second. The Giants I think are well coached. And that's why they'll be as good as they can be. You can get as only so much out of a blood out of a turnip in Washington. I think will be some may improve, but I think Sam Howell will surprise some people. They've got weapons in Washington, but it'll be interesting to see how they. They're not going to stay their head above too much water, though. Here we go, NFC North. Uh oh, is this, is this the year? Is this the year for the mighty Lions? They're the betting favorites. They haven't won. They haven't won their division since what ninety two. It's been a long time. I would think that sounds about right. I think they had to have won it the year they, they lost in the NFC title game. Because even when they made the playoffs, that those three years in like the mid two thousand, no, they were second. Yeah, they were behind you because the, the the Packers were so good and the Vikings were really good a couple of, one of those years. Yep, ninety three actually. I was one one year off. Jeez, that's embarrassing. Do they get it done? <laughs> Does the drought end? The thirty year drought end this season? Do the Lions win the NFC North? I think you should you go first on this one, or you just want to? I'll go first. I'll let you go first on this one. I don't think it happens. I, okay. think, I think that they flirt with the playoffs. I think they have a good chance of making the playoffs. I think the Vikings, are people are, are sleeping on them because it was a lot of a luck factor. I mean, they still won, what, 13 games last year? I think they're going to win the, the, the division. I think you know, we can never beat the Vikings in Minnesota. I think the Vikings win the division. I think the Lions flirt with taking them over. I think they, you know, we'll say they win one or two games clear. And Minnesota's your real competition to me. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably no Jordan Love's going to come out and look like Aaron Rodgers did, though. I mean, we really don't know. I mean, they've got they've got people around them and Jones and 
Dylan and, and Wofford looked really good last year in the season. So I, I'm I'm going to play uh, the positive to you. Though. I think Detroit wins this division with uh, 10, 10 or 11 wins. I like that you did that because we, we were doing a reverse thing from last year where I was more confident in your team. Yeah, than you were. And it wound up being well-placed confidence. So maybe we have – I don't want to get too cocky with the way you played last year, but I think you are better. I, I do love your op- – I'm always going to go with an offensive line, and you have the second-best offensive line in the NFC behind us. Especially when healthy, I told you this last year that your offensive line was damn good. Um, You're right. So yeah, I think. De- and yeah. we have Teddy. We and got you, Teddy. That's Teddy, all that Teddy, just in case golf decides to play poorly on the road, which he does tend to do a lot. Minnesota's. I don't know Minnesota. I just I like Madison this year, and fantasy wise, I mean, I'm not. I just I don't I don't think they'll be as good. NFC South, another kind of. Maybe a wide open division, interesting division mm-hmm. at the top. What, what the top two teams? I think are, are fairly interchangeable. A lot of people like Carolina as a potential spoiler. Who do you like here? I think Atlanta wins this division. I like that. I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta for for what they did. I, we talked about Ragone last year as the OC down there, and we talked we talked about the um, oh, what's the head coach's name? I forget his name. Arthur Smith. Um, they're kind of doing the Tennessee thing there, and it's going to work perfectly because Tennessee South is built for that now. Like much like Tennessee, kind of keeping the you know looking dominant in the AFC South last few years when Tennessee really wasn't that good, but they were just, the division was that bad. I think that's what you're going to see with Atlanta. You've got a really good offensive line, especially a good run blocking line. Uh, Ritter seems to be kind of that knack to winning. I mean, we went went two and two last year in four starts. Um, the defense improved, signing Bates out of Cincinnati. Um, they they brought in your boy from the Detroit as well, the, the former third pick to, to put a cornerback. I don't, I'm not big on New Orleans. I like Carolina, but I just uh, I, and I love Frank Reich, but he can only do so much. And I think Tampa is just waiting to be a disaster. So I think Atlanta wins this division like ten and seven, maybe nine and eight. Yeah, I think it's going to be a Carolina's right behind them. The other ugly, two are just just yeah. Gone. I think it'll be an ugly record for whoever wins this division. I'm yeah. going with the Saints. I think that look, I, I who knows talking about schedule strength going into a season. I mean, we talked about this yesterday with. Everybody's saying how lucky we were to not play Clemson, and then Duke rocks them, and now it's like, oh, we have to play Duke. Every all the analytical models say that the Saints have the easiest schedule in the NFL. I look, I'd love the story of the Falcons winning this division with Ragone and with a local boy at quarterback and Desmond Ritter from Saint X. I, I mean, I haven't seen enough of Ritter to really fully trust him. This, I mean, I feel like Derek Carr is the easier choice to land with, and plus, I think he's got better weapons around him. I'll say the Saints mm-hmm. win. But it's a, you know, I'll say I'll stick with your pick of a ten and seven division champion. I'll say they, they go ten and seven. The Falcons are like nine and eight. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Whoever wins is going to be a sacrifice to somebody in the playoffs anyway. That's, yeah, that, that seems like a, a safe bet. This isn't like where Tampa was like kind of you know the good team and then be a bunch of averages when they had Brady. Yeah, Not a lot happens when you go from Brady to Buck, uh, Baker Mayfield. Final you go division from first to last. This way you do. Final division <laughs> choice: the NFC West. Uh, I mean, Man, yeah. It's just, I mean, some people think the Seahawks, maybe. Some people think the world is flat. <laughs> it's not going to happen, dude. Shots fired at Kyrie. I mean, this, see, I, I, I give Pete Carroll credit. You know, John Lewis would hate to hear this. But, I mean, you expected them to be awful last year, and they weren't. Sorry, I got a little cop my throat. Yeah, no. Um, but, yeah, they're still – I mean, San Fran – San Fran's deep – quarterback situation, be damned. Their defense is so much better than than everybody else in that division, and Arizona's just given up already anyway. That yeah, San Fran wins this. I mean, that's the only thing that pisses me off is that San Fran's probably because of this division so weak and might get the number one seed on us. 
because I can see them going like thirteen and three or fourteen and three or like you know fifteen and two because Seattle's not going to compete with them. The Rams have given up, and Arizona is just they they gave up six months ago. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's kind of sad. I did see today, and like it, it's a cool piece of, of news. But I saw today that Keetra Clark got named a starting cornerback for Arizona, nice. which was awesome. But I was also like, okay, like this is yeah. I mean, that's great news for him. Interesting that a like late draft pick rookie is earning the starting cornerback job. Uh, hopefully, he balls out. But the Cardinals do not look good. I, I think I think mm. San Francisco wins this division. I think they win it handily. I think Seattle does make the playoffs again for a second straight year. I think the Rams are okay, but they're not a playoff team. And I think the Cardinals are going to be just just complete ass. Let me tell you, have a seat, a little story time with Trevor Kelsey about a time when the Jets took a wide receiver number one, and that rookie year, their best receiver was a seventh-round pick out of Hofstra. There you go. And Wayne Corbett. Orange Corbett. It's my first fantasy yeah, play. That was the, uh, so, I mean, let's not forget the Saints, speaking of Hofstra, taking uh, Marquise Colston in the seventh round. All right, let's get down to it. First of all, give me your – Prediction for NFL MVP this year. Oh, good Lord. Um, I don't – I mean, it's a tough – I'm going to – I kind of want to go wonky on this one. This is just for bleeps and giggles. I'm going to okay. say Burrow wins it. Well, you stole mine, so not, not, <laughs> not that wonky. I was thinking, I was thinking Josh Allen. I was, I was kind of teetering between Burrow and Allen to kind of go off the cusp of, of – of, of Mahomes, but I'm going to go Burrow. I think he he blows up. With I mean, they're, they're bound to blow up too. That's my that's you stole my pick. Yeah, yeah, we're I'm, both on the Joe Burrow for MVP bandwagon. What's your Super Bowl? Who wins it? Oh, I'm fanboying me all up. Okay, I'm taking uh, Philadelphia. I don't care who we play. I hope we play. You know what? Play the Bengals. Me and Paco in, in in Vegas for the Super Bowl, baby. Well, that's my buddy's big Bengals fan. I have the Eagles going back to the Super Bowl. I have them playing the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I've got a new Buffalo Bills thing happening, though. The Bengals take down the Eagles. No, Heartbreak for Trevor no. Kelsey. Two years in a row. No. NFL MVP Joe Burrow no. lifts the Lombardi Trophy. You know what? I'm not taking you to wrestling with me now. I did just get an email being like, you want early tickets to the uh, Yum Center? Get them now. Huh? What? I didn't get that email. Well, it's because you're not cool. How the hell? You don't even like wrestling. You didn't get the email. Get your AEW tickets early from the KFC Yum Center. Huh? Bengals beat the, beat the Eagles. You cry over a referee call. We have another referee show this season. I mean, it'd be kind of fitting. The yeah. last two years, the Super Bowl's been semi decided by bad calls. Let's not the Bengals fans don't want to bring it up. But let's not forget they stopped the Rams on fourth down, and for some reason, you know, the refs were like, "Hey, Logan Wilson, you got within six yards of Cooper Cup. That's a holding." Mm. It was a it was a it was a call that didn't happen, and they the Rams got a fresh set of downs. They got to score a go ahead. This is the first that I've heard you talk about this. No, I'm just bringing up. Uh, I also bring up how Aaron Donald last play of the game was like two yards off sides and he didn't call it. <laughs> so there it is. I mean, that's kind of obvious. What though, a sports year for Cincinnati. You've got the, Bang- nope. the Bengals winning a Super Bowl. Billy wins it. You've got the Reds. By the way, the uh, Rockies are leading the Diamondbacks again right now. Oof. We're Squ- playing. Scoreboard we- watching right now. Alcantara's on the DL. Are we playing the A's, I think, right now? I mean, come on, it's on you to know. <laughs> it's on you to know. Yeah, we're up one nothing. Reds getting the playoffs. Bengals winning the Super Bowl. It's all happening, folks. We'll take a break when we come back. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450. Uh, I've got a, a story that will lead me to a hypothetical question for Trevor, and then we'll take your thoughts on the text line. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Wednesday edition rolling on here on 1450 and 96.1, the Big X. Come on. Come on. 
the Humpty Hump. Come on, I do the Humpty Hump. Check me out, y'all. I do the Humpty Hump. Just watch me do the Humpty Hump. Yeah. Do you know what I'm doing? Doing the Humpty Hump. I listen to the wind, to the wind of my soul. Where I'll end up, well, I think only God really knows. I think I'm almost famous for you, this song. I do. No, the dancing, and yeah. I've said a First time I think I've heard a song from that movie. I think it's about my mom, too. She really dead. likes this, this song. I remember she had... Um, I love Cat Stevens. I do, too. Yeah, because I remember she always had... Did you grow up in a house, like, did your mom have a bunch of... Or your, your grandparents have, like, albums? Like, old no. albums? My parents did, and like I, you know, I used to. I feel like I would always, I would listen to them occasionally. But we, it was a cassette world. But I, they still had all the old albums in the basement. Mm. And I remember T for the Tillerman, um, favorite T for the Tillerman, Cat Stevens. The I album. know it's not the most popular. It's probably yeah. second popular, but it's my favorite album probably of Cat Stevens. But I remember that being like so visible. I can still see the the image of the the album in my yeah. head. Um, see, I I didn't grow up that way, but I think I've told you this before. Like when I moved into. Um, so I got this apartment in Devonshire. I was leasing it from somebody. Actually, it was from Graveyard Girl. And um, oh I know, yeah. <laughs> I don't a story for that one, but uh, I love people. But you know, every now and then we have new listeners that, like, you know, people will, will hey, I just started listening to your show. Like, like for whatever reason, they just come over and we casually throw out references like Graveyard Girl. <laughs> I always wonder what those people are thinking. That just like, wait, what? So and then, so I guess I was I, I was twenty. And uh, I I went and I me and my buddy like we had I was we were getting renting this apartment from her, and we had no like no furniture no nothing like I I had nothing really, and so we at long story short we ended up going to this like this house was these people were moving out in plantation, and they were basically selling everything out of their basement so we bought their entire basement like setup and uh-huh. our apartment and it included a a um, record player like this this really cool like four speaker all his records, um, and. For the Tillerman was one of them. Like I knew at that point, I knew Cat Stevens was, but I really didn't know like the like the records and stuff. And I that I found that album in his mix, and I mean I listened to that, that record, not CD or not cassette, but that record all the time, especially when I was in Bowling Green. I love that record. Have you ever heard the story we were talking? Dugan just popped in. It was nice to see yeah, yeah. Uh, Dugan Ryan, the big boss, had an interesting story. But he was we were talking about our our other boss Troy. Have you heard Troy's story about when he moved into his house? I'm assuming that I'm okay to tell this, but he moved into this this house. I won't tell the last part, but it was like the the previous owner had left all like all this stuff in the house. Well, it, it was teaser for the fire cat. Was that album? T for the Tillman was. The I know. Wild I, I know. I know that it's not oh, okay, T for yeah, the Tillman. Yeah. I'm just saying, like Cat Stevens. I was thinking yeah. that album. T for the Tillman's like father and son, and exactly. Yeah, Wild World. Wild World. Yeah. Um, the other one's Peace Train, Morning is Broken. But so, so Troy moves into this house, and there's all this, like, Valley Sports, Little League World Series champion stuff everywhere. There's all these pictures, all these, like, pullovers, like, all this stuff. Later. It was the coach of, of that Valley Sports team, like, that's Zach Osborne's funny. dad, who was the – who he moved into his house. It was like, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Uh, and not to, to piggyback or copy, but you see the little piece of trophy that's in there that's, like, a top of a trophy? That's I in do. There? That's – I got that because – my friends moved into. They bought a house out in like off Barstown Road. Had a pool, a nice house, and the previous owner left a bunch of stuff in there. And it turned out it was the coach my uncle fired, head coach at Mail, uh, Coach Moore. I was gonna say, was it my uncle? No, it was, no, it, was it was Coach Moore. I can't remember his name. It was the one that Eric Johnson's assistant. Okay, uh, I forget his first name, and he wasn't very happy. I get fired, but anyway, so when he left, he like left some of his trophies down in the basement, 
And when I went to go hang out with her, and she's like, yeah, we bought from this coach. I'm like, a coach? And she told me the name. I was like, that's the guy my uncle fired. <laughs> like, like, yeah, he, was, he wasn't very happy. And he left these trophies. And there were like six trophies. And one of them was this big, full trophy. And I took it. Jeez, they were like, we're just going to throw them away. I'm like, I want this. It's I'm a like, good-looking trophy. I was like, happy Gilmore. I'm like, I'll just take this guy off the top. and, they, and Give me one of those big ones. <laughs> one day, I think the trophies, the, the rest of the trophy is gone. It was in the trunk of my Prius. But uh, TJ was like, just give me the top part of it. We're going to bring it in here. And uh, we put it. That's why. That's what that is. That's from a trophy that uh, the Coach Moore won was male at some preseason tournament. <laughs> I got to give a shout-out to my guy, Bill Emerson. He runs the U L alumni chapter in Denver. They have watch parties every weekend. Whenever we do a – where we're watching post on Card Chronicle where people will send in their locations for, for game watches for out-of-town folks, I always have his uh, alumni club location. It's right there uh, across from, from Coors Field. And he sent me a, a birthday present that, uh, that I just got today. He, said, Mike, he sent me a little note. said, happy 39th. Hope you enjoy the enclosed gift. It's a Nikola Jokic – We'll World, leave it around here. Spears will steal it. World championship. Yeah, Spears will we'll, we'll definitely steal it. But props to That's pretty cool. Yeah. Little Nicole Jokic. Soft. I can wear it with pride. Thank you to Bill. I know, you, cards. I know you haven't moved around as much, and I, have, I try to move around as much. But have you ever had that where you found cool stuff in the house you moved into or apartment? I've never been that fortunate. Like to have, like we were talking about with, with Troy and with my, with my friend Megan with her, that trophy over there. I haven't really moved around that much. I mean, I've moved a little bit, but never. Like, when you move in an apartment, you never get that. No, and that's, yeah. The the first house I lived in was with my buddy who bought the house, and he'd already been living there for like a year when I moved in. So that was, but when we moved into our house, we also, I mean, we knew, we we started renting it at first for a year from like a a family friend, and she had lived there before us. And she, like, she purposely left some of her stuff because she was going to be coming back to and from Lexington. And we let her because it was just us. We didn't need that much space. So, no, the only cool thing that I've seen from somewhere in the past was my sophomore year at Dayton. We, at one point, like, removed one of the ceiling tiles, and there were, you know, Dayton, everyone drank the Beast. Like, old Milwaukee's Best is, like, the beer of choice. And there were all these old, like, very old, old Milwaukee's Best cans, like, lined up in, like, the, the ceiling above, like, our bedroom in, our, nice. in this apartment, which was kind of cool. So, when we left, we put one of the, you know, the modern cans from that year up there. Probably, I mean, probably. Campus South is still thriving. Uh, but anyways, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. We spent last segment giving some NFL predictions out there. Shout out to the Bengals. Taking down the Eagles in the Super Bowl for a second straight year. Uh, Trevor's going full homer. He's going. You, you, are, go, you are a believer in the Eagles this year. You think they're bringing it home. We both took Joe Burrow as the NFL MVP. We did not plan it out by design. We were very similar on our divisional picks, too. Did we disagree on any? I mean, I took the I Vikings think, and you took the Lions. Yeah. And you took the Falcons and I took the Saints. You did. I think we both agreed on the Niners, both Chiefs, yeah, Jags. Yeah, I think those are the only two we we mixed, and I think in that situation, I think I, you went Carolina, probably won Atlanta two. I went Atlanta one, Carolina two. No, I went Saints one. Oh, Saints one. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. There was Atlanta two. Atlanta was two. Okay. Yeah. Well, I went Saints three, so I'm a little off on that one. But, we'll take some Texans just a second, but I I wanted to bring up this story. There just, was a okay. Hope hope you're listening, Marty Polio. Marty, uh, K, Marty, Marty, what'd you do this? Marty time? can't catch a break. He had a Lord, there was Marty. a JCPS bus driver who won the lotto, hit the lottery. And he was like, you know, they Best asked him. I've been in his club for how long? We had one crap. Yeah, they asked him what he did. The, 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 he's like, I won the lottery. I called my boss and said, I'm done. Not coming in. I'm done with work. And so I'm like, damn, how much did he win? $100,000. Nice. Uh, that's, so that, that's my question. Yeah. If you were in a situation where you you'd call up Dugan Ryan, who just left and is probably listening right now, so keep that in mind, and you're like, Dugan, I'm done. I'm done, son. I'm out. 
How much money would it take in the lottery for you to get to that point? Because hundred thousand dollars is it's look, don't get me That's wrong. It's a lot, but it's I a mean, lot of money, but it can go fast. And yeah. I mean it's I not guess, gonna last you to your life. I mean, it depends, I guess, obviously your situation in life. Mine being kind of weird since, you know, I, I pay like property taxes at the end of the year, but I don't pay like, you know, rent or mortgage or anything. Yeah, I've got two kids. Hundred thousand dollars is getting me to like yeah, preschool. That's, you I yeah, it's a nice the only thing doing for a man with two kids is means that, you know. He can buy one of those kids out of like their jail time if that has to be or something at some point down the road. That's true. But uh, for me, like hundred thousand would be nice. It wouldn't be for to me to just tell you know, Dugan, I'm quit, I'm never coming back. Hundred grand, I'm gone for a month. I'm taking some time off. Probably gonna go on a nice little trip. But maybe you wouldn't be welcome back at that point. I ain't gonna find anybody to replace me for what I what you I mean, because then I'm definitely not going to ask for a raise anytime soon. I just want hundred grand. The station just takes off, and we're all making hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, uh, half a mil. I'd probably walk away, and not come back. Okay. Not come back at all I'm, until I have to, which would probably be after I blow half a million, you know, cocaine and hookers. I think if I hit the lottery, I'd keep doing my jobs. I like my job. I mean, I like it too, but I would definitely take time off. Oh would, yeah, I'd be yeah. I, I, I mean, if I won a hundred grand, I'd be like, listen, I'm gonna be back in like three weeks. I wouldn't be holding back at all. I, I tell you all the <laughs> every every story that I've been sworn to secrecy from for the last like whatever ten years, it'd be going off on air. I'd be paying. <laughs> I'd be paying FCC fines every day. This would be a, this would become a podcast where I just I like, say whatever I want. I'd like, tell cool. you that I would do the same, but I think I've already. I've, I've never actually held back to begin with. Yeah, but like the f words, the s words. <laughs> oh, the, all that. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I, this, this would become. I'd be like in Tim Watley's dentist office. I'd be like a Dipsonity's fly. <laughs> I'd buy my own station if I got thrown off. That's. I, I would just keep doing this. <laughs> Captain Phillips. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, for a million, if I want a million dollars, I but I mean, like, everything is so. Not expensive. A million now. I mean. I mean, are we talking like a million, like no taxes taken out? Like I'm only getting half of it? You give me like no, a million, a million. A million in cash right in front of me? Yeah. I'd, Done. I'd buy, yeah. I mean, because I, I probably wouldn't even buy another house. I'd stay in the house I'm living. That's the problem that people make when they when they get it, come into big money is they buy the giant house because they can afford it, but then they forget about property taxes and all the stuff that comes along. You have to pay after you buy the house. Mm, and yeah. that's, yeah, people don't think about that, do they? I'd make no. Mary keep working. So it's like you're the you have to keep working that. Yeah, you but keep you keep thriving. You me, keep thriving. I would probably stay in my house, add a pool, maybe maybe add a second floor to it, maybe a little installment. But I, I mean, hundred thousand dollars. When I saw that, I'm like, it, it, again, this is like an older gentleman. I'm assuming he's, if he has kids, they're probably grown. He probably was close to retirement age anyway. So I can see that. I can see how hundred thousand dollars you can stretch that yes. out and turn it into something. But I saw that and I was like, damn. I mean, like, yeah, we're starting to. Virginia's got a couple of years of preschool left, and then she'll go to kindergarten. So we're starting to think about where she's going to go. Moving forward, we're going to start like touring some schools. And I had friends that I was talking about with this last week, and they're in the same boat. And they had just toured one of the, I won't say the school's name, one of the nicer schools here. And they were like, we were blown away. Like, you know, the teachers seemed great. It seems like a great place to go. And then we realized it's $18,000 for just kindergarten. $18,000 for kindergarten. Like, that's. That's. A crime. It's insane how much money education. It's costs kindergarten. Now. They're they're doing they're they're coloring inside the lines and eating paste. Yeah, it's you're paying eighteen grand. You, I, you know what? You give me give me half of that, and I and, and I'll give her the same education they'll give her. No, that's I I'd, I'd pay double that to keep you away <laughs> from, from from my kindergartners. I'll give you thirty six k just to stay far away and not influence my kids at all. I mean, if I'm you and if I want hundred grand, and if you, I'm not you is. Exactly, but in your situation, like I got two kids, wife, yada yada. That's your first drink of the day at four forty-six. I want hundred grand. I'm probably use. I'd probably 
like sell the house I'm living in, maybe upgrade a little bit, and then use about half of that for the down payment, and then keep. It'd my be not. I mean, it'd be it'd be a great bonus. Yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not, much, yeah. you know, putting my nose up. But in my life, it's just no- not the way that it, you know. If I was like 18, winning hundred thousand dollars, I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, we remember Scoots. Won a nice chunk and he went like two fifty k. Yeah, is that he, right? he went through it, and, and you know what? He's still working. We can tease him for it, but yeah, if I'd won it back in eighteen, I definitely would have gone through it like he did. No, spending you know blowing it on some nice hotel rooms for the weekend, great seats for you know sporting events, stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely would. But if I won hundred grand now, I'd just take like three weeks off. Is that what Scoots did? Did you just blow through that money? Well, you also like being the nice guy is he's paid off all student loans, paid off some other debts. I would definitely do that. I mean, yeah. And then, then what he had left, I think he kind of – I remember he said he, he said he, he stayed in, like, this suite, like, overlooking, like, the, the beach in Jacksonville for, like, a week. And then he, he said he, like, he had, like, uh, really good seats for, like, um, not Tampa, the Lightning. Who's the um, – one of the, the Florida Panthers. One of, those soccer, one of those hockey teams he likes. He, he set, like, like, I don't want ringside or rinkside or whatever to it. Had really great seats for him. Nice. I'd have done that, too, though. Sure, why not? Go yeah. for it. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. So we've got an update on what TJ was upset about with Spears spoiling. <laughs> Texas Spears was spoiling last night's Hard Knocks. Can you really spoil Hard Knocks? I, you though? can't. How can you spoil something that's a week old to begin with? I'll I'll defend TJ a little bit on this. When I watched... <laughs> was he mad he found out Aaron Rodgers is a Jet now? No, well, yeah, he's like, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers was cut. I'm sorry. When I watch these sports documentaries like Last Chance You or, or whatever, I do try to avoid looking up what happens to these guys until I finish the show. But with something like this where it's happening, like, you know. That's different, though. It, it's a little bit, it's more difficult to avoid spoilers. Yeah. If, if something big happens with the Jets and you are a sports media person or you just are somebody who follows sports news online, it's going to be impossible to avoid seeing what happens before you see the show. So it, that's, a, that's, that's a little bit tougher. But I, I mean, do like Spears just going full villain. I mean, I guess maybe, I don't know, maybe it was the fact that they, because, you know, they, I don't know, I didn't watch any Hard Knocks this year. I haven't watched in years. But, I, haven't, I haven't seen any of it this year. Um, I thought I, did, I would. I did watch a little bit last year just because of you with the Lions. But I heard it just became the Aaron Rodgers show this year. Wouldn't surprise me. I mean, didn't they have it one year? It was like the, when Chad Johnson was with Miami and it was just him until he got arrested in the middle of it. He got thrown off the team. Remember that? It's a good way to change the yeah. narrative. Um, the only thing I guess he could have spoiled, though, is that sometimes they do like to do the spotlight on the like the third string linebacker with the great story, right. and I could see if he got cut three days ago, how that would fall under anyone's radar. That, that you know, that if it's not their favorite team, maybe. I'm assuming that's what something like that's the what was only thing that can be spoiled. Because anything else, it's like like he he mentioned the Jets lost their preseason game. Well, dare you? I mean, it was just a week ago. Because this had to have been the season finale, right? I guess this week. Yeah, it was the last one yesterday. Yeah. I think. God, I didn't know it. That show's come and gone. I didn't even know it was here. It's like popular songs and slogans. I'm scrolling the on Twitter real quickly, and I see like the entire Courier Journal sports staff. They're doing like local game picks, and it's this week. It's Murray State, Louisville, EKU, Kentucky, Houston Christian at Western Kentucky. I was like, oh god, I'm like somebody have the stones to just pick against one of the local teams in this game. Just just make whatever fan base it is hate you. Give me an EK after Eastern Kentucky lets Cincinnati score 66 on them with Scott Satterfield. Someone pick them to beat UK at UK. Imagine if Crawford pick like Murray State. Well, you didn't work at the Courier right now. Well, it's, I'm just thinking media in general, but yeah. CL Brown's like, welcome back. Houston Christian over Western Kentucky. Book it. It's done. Houston Baptist. <laughs> but now it's Houston Christian. Though. That's how it is. They've changed. 
trying to keep forgetting that. And a, uh, you know, late in life, change of faith, but really the same. That's where Zappi and uh, the coach, I like Zach Kitley, who's the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech. They started at Houston Baptist. Texas, Mike and Trevor. Yeah. Are you ready for my week one of college football overreaction? Oh, sure. Same long text. I'm going to try to have to skim this through. Out of all the games that took place over the weekend, I do not see any reason for two teams out of the same conference to make the CFP. I believe that there are enough good teams spread out across all conferences to where all four champions could come from a conference champion winner. For example, if Florida State or Utah are 12-1 and and a conference champion, but Alabama is 12-1 and and loses in the SEC championship, you can't make the argument anymore that, well, Bama plays in the SEC, therefore they should get in because the SEC is so much better. Because LSU just got drummed by Florida State last weekend. This could all, of course, blow up my face later this year, but I wanted to know your thoughts. I disagree. Uh, yeah, I, whether I agree or disagree with the fact is, is I can guarantee you that no one's going to say the SEC doesn't probably get more bump for Alabama because it's the SEC. That's still going to happen, no matter what happened to LSU this week. It's probably not LSU will win out the rest of the season. That's short of maybe losing to Alabama, and then people will be like, they'll basically forget to Florida State what they did to them. As much as I would love, 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 to crap on the SEC here, I mean, this is a conference that has produced five of the last six national champions in, in three straight. And it doesn't help that last year we did the thing where it was, you know, Alabama would have been favored over three of the four teams in the college football playoff, according to Vegas. And we took TCU instead. And, and you know, they upset Michigan. And it was like, hey, they're worthy, they're worthy, they're worthy. And they lose by 65 or whatever it was in the national title game to Georgia. It didn't exactly help that. That, that argument. I think if if Bama's 12-0 and they lose in the SEC title game in a competitive game to whoever, they're going to be in the playoff, and I think you can probably say they, they deserve to be in the playoff. Um, but you know, if it's if we're talking 12-1 Bama versus a 13-0 team from the ACC or a 13-0 team from uh, the Pac-12 or whatever conference, I think that's a different argument. But I'm I can't make that that overreaction. I can't jump there with you after watching just one week of college football. But Florida State did look great against uh, against LSU. Go ahead and jump. Are you going to say anything nice about Florida State? No. Nope. You just you're going to stay on that island. Their cheerleaders are attractive. You're going to stay on that. You still don't think they're good. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say they're not good. I'm just not putting them in that upper echelon level. I'm. I still have to think we can give them a run for their money. They just blew out LSU. Didn't we almost beat them last year? Yeah. We did. We should have beaten them. Okay. So I'm just saying. What are you saying about us? You don't think we could blow out LSU? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Texas, after yesterday, I'm just imagining Trevor in his dog poop-filled backyard with his batting net hitting off a tee every day. What a sight for the kids in the neighborhood. Instead of KSR bar, there's Big X batting cage, a much healthier promotion. You don't need batting gloves. Just pee on your hands. I do love the oh, no, visual. On their hands. I do love the visual of you just taking hacks in your backyard into a giant net. Who pees on their hands? I don't know. Is that a thing? Is that a baseball thing? I never. I've never peed on my hands. I thought that was for like when you get hit by a jellyfish. The TK Hack Shack. I want. I, want, I mean, listen, I got a good enough size backyard. I think I could. I could turn the convert because uh, uh, my backyard's kind of cut in half a little bit where I have a dog yard. Well, um, your whole yard's a dog poop. Well, <laughs> I could turn that into the batting cage. That would be awesome. I'd, I would uh, just love to be around your neighborhood and just like keep you keep hearing like the ping, <laughs> ping. It's like who is that? Oh, it's just Trevor down getting getting his hacks in. It's like is he is he like a kid? Is he, is he playing high school? It's like no, he's just a forty three year old radio producer. Just likes to take some hacks. 
I mean, what's wrong with that? Just getting the swing down, getting the rhythm in, creating that Whittle, muscle memory. Well, it gets that drone out. <laughs> Wait, what is, do we have a drone update? No, we it's no. been three weeks now with the drone. <laughs> it has not been three weeks. I told weeks. you you were never going to put this thing together. Has it been so It's been like three weeks. No, it has not yes, been it has. three weeks. Yes, it has. You are exaggerating. I'm not. Uh, Check your Amazon. I mean, now you got me curious. It's been at least two weeks. I think it's been three weeks. Well, how long has it been since your birthday? Uh, I mean, over a week. Because like, I had the same day I got the stuff came in for your birthday. So it's been a, a little bit over two weeks. So Yeah, it's been that long. Okay. You got me curious. Like, has it really been three weeks? <laughs> it's been a while. The drone's just sitting uh, there. All right, stained. Um, yeah. I was at the fair. We were talking about this. I know that. There we were. Uh, it's. I, I charged. I just have to take it back outside. I haven't had a chance to to go outside and like because I've charged the battery. Like it's. You I charged the battery like a week ago. I, I just said I charged it. Are you not listening? I just Take said it on a that. flight. It's time. See, look at you not listening to what I said. I, I just, listen. <laughs> I know. It's it's time to get it going. Uh, this well, I'll say this weekend, but I yeah, sometime this week. I think this weekend be good. I, Saturday, flight date. You have no idea how to fly this thing. Well, I don't even know if I can get it to work just yet. By the way, the Athletics just took a two-one lead on the Blue Jays in the bottom of the fifth. They did what? The A's just took a two-one lead. On the Blue Jays in the bottom of the fifth. Yeah. TJ says Florida State beat us by 30. Well, which is ironic because they only beat us by like seven last year. <laughs> so the the basically the drone update is we don't have a drone update. We've got, got a drone. It's Do you just, even know where it is? Yes, it's sitting I know exactly where it is. It's actually when you it's right in my chair. I have a I have a side table and then I have my like dining table. Like my coffee table has like the lift, you know, it lifts up and you get it has an inside of it. It's kind of cool. Um, it's right down that dining room table in its pouch um, with the extra battery sitting on top of it, but the one battery still charging. You charge a battery too much? No. You overcharge a battery. You're good. You're fine. All right, so yeah, gotta, all I got to do is take it outside and, and, and you know, bing, bang, boom. Got to take a, couple, uh, take a break. Five o'clock hour is coming up next. A couple more stories that I do want to get to. Uh, we'll do text line heavy uh, coming up in, in the final hour. Get your thoughts in, your questions, your comments, your concerns, your topic ideas, your whatever. It's Weird Wednesday. We want to hear from you at 502-414-1450. Final hour of the show up next here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. Swim on the devil's lake, but never, 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 never. I'll never make the same mistake No, never, never, never With Thornton's Refreshing Rewards. Just download the app and start saving today. For more information, check out www.refreshingrewards.com Maybe I can fool myself. I'll 
Go West, the greatest musical group of all time. I mean, I know nothing about Go West outside of the song. Oh, that's all I know. It's all you need to know. Again, I, I, we talked about like you know video, like how the the crazy. Just play video. that every five o'clock hour. <laughs> Just put you in a good mood. But this is the, the greatest music video because it's the most. Like we're going to do everything for the movie Pretty Woman in this video without hitting trademarks. <laughs> like it's like this woman like dressed like Julie Roberts. It isn't Julie Roberts. You have them like you have a hockey team that's supposed to be the Kings, but it says like the Bings or something on it. Like it's the greatest video ever made to skate trademark like liabilities. Go West is a British duo. Yeah, the, yeah, the, it's this two dude standing here singing. They put out an, an album most recently in 2016. I know I've never been a big Jimmy Fallon guy, but like he does, like he does, he does the music videos. He did one, he did this video with Paul Rudd. It's pretty funny, actually. Okay. And he did not. He did one with Paul Rudd too, where he did the extreme more than words video. More than words. <laughs> Go West's last two albums have not charted. No, I, I, I hate to say, unfortunately. Are you saying they're not? They're they're just a one hit wonder. I. They have more songs that were international top ten hits, but in the states, it seems like King of Wishful Thinking is their their lone real hit. That was Peter Cox and Richard Drummy. <laughs> Those are their names. It's like porn names. <laughs> Peter Cox looks kind of like a porn star. That's the lead guy. In his as a solo artist, he's scored three top forty hits in the UK. Of course, in the nineteen nineties, he branched out on his own. He recently, he recently, very recently, released a new album, Sea Glass, through Chrysalis Records. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what Richard Drummy's doing. Drumming. It sounds like he should have been a drummer. I think he is a drummer. There's a drummer in the video. No, he's a backing vocal. Well, there's only two people. Someone's got to play the instruments, right? I don't. I think they're just a, a duo. I think they're both singing. Ah. He's a guitarist, a songwriter, and a producer. He's a man of many hats. <laughs> he. Uh, he lives this in is Los by Angeles. this is by the way random shuffle day on Trevor's iPod. Uh, oh, I thought I, I thought there was some sort of no. There's no. There, it's Wacky Wednesday. I do a random shuffle day. That's what came up. Okay. So far, I've got neon trees. Where's Cat Steven, Jim. We're good to go. Five o'clock hour here, the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96 one of the big X. We've talked a little NFL. We've taken some text line. We praised the U of L men's soccer team for smashing Kentucky last night Destroying. in the top ten matchup out there at Lynn Stadium on national TV. Ending their dreams. We talked about Keechel Clark winning the starting job for the uh the Arizona Cardinals, Phoenix Cardinals, whatever they are now. Cardinals. Uh we talked congratulated TJ Walker on the upcoming birth of the uh, of his second child, he and Hannah, about to have another baby. Yep. Uh, very excited about that. I, I did want to, again, it's going to be a text line heavy hour here. Good, I like that. But I did want to make note. Let's these, work for me. These are those little things that you just dismiss that don't really matter unless you have somebody who's on their list. Kirk Herbstreit does this whole thing where it's like my top performing coaches after every week. He's got an understandable number one, Deion Sanders. He's got Craig Bull from Wyoming at two. They, they knocked somebody off, didn't they? To be Texas Tech. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Sean Moth is fuming yeah. that we, you brought that up again. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Sorry. That's right. That's right. Death to Finnis Dimbo. I forgot. Yeah. 
Mac Brown from UNC. He's basically on the list because I think he won his like 750th game or whatever. It he was. Did. I think he became the first coach to win like so many games at two different schools. Too. That's what it was. He, yeah. he achieved some sort of milestone. I should yeah. know, but whatever. I saw it. I don't remember what it was either. And they played well against South Carolina in one of the spotlight games of the weekend. Uh, GJ, they covered that, right? They, they, yeah, they won that by two touchdowns, I think. Did they? Okay. GJ Kinney of Texas State. They put off the uh, the, the big upset. Uh, <laughs> I love the Texas State. I know it's not affiliated, but like, because the movie Unnecessary Roughness was Texas State Armadillo. Right, yeah. Like, I guess, I don't think they were Texas State then. They were called something else, I think. And now they're Texas State. And Yeah, and when that happened, I had like two of my friends send me like Sinbad gifts. Poor Baylor. <laughs> Rough game. Yeah, poor Baylor. Number five, Jeff Tedford of Fresno State, who did upset the Purdue Boilermakers. Purdue's gone back down to reality now. Jeff Brom's gone. Adam Fuller of, uh, is, that, is that Florida State? Tedford's the one that just like left Cal like the, right before the season started a couple years ago. Right? Yes. Yeah. Adam Fuller of Florida State gets six. Not sure how Mike Norvell gets left off the list. But. I mean, so Florida State's like assistant coach got on there. He's but... the defensive coordinator. Oh. Slowed down LSU. Okay. And then number seven, Jeff Brom. Last Yay! on the list. Number one in our hearts, though. We're behind a coordinator, for God's sakes. Getting some national recognition. It feels good to at least be mentioned again for, for positive things, though. I think are we the only one on there that didn't pull off the upset? Uh, I mean, because technically, yeah. wouldn't Florida State be an upset? Florida State, I think, was an underdog. I think LSU was a two-point favorite. Fresno was definitely an underdog. Texas State, yeah. I think North Carolina was a slight favorite. Okay, but that they was were like a, a two-point favorite. So I mean, yeah, yeah, but they also, uh, but that was for the accomplishment. Basically, thing. yeah, yeah. So I mean, but yeah. So most of these are just like you know people who pulled off upsets. We didn't have to do that. National love. I like that. National love. Feels good. It's like he got down to seven. Like, any more upsets? No. Oh crap. Well, who 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 watched on Friday night again? <laughs> Louisville. Oh yeah, let's do that one. Sure. I remember I played against that because Kirk Street was the quarterback when we played Ohio State. There's your reference for him. He already typed it out. Yeah. And, and he was just like, I don't, I don't want to hit the backs. That's the guy we played against. And if he had thrown that two point conversion, we'd have won. You know, let's give him some love now. He's earned it. He didn't accomplish the two-point conversion against us and beat us, so we're good. I'm sure that's exactly what happened. I guarantee that's how the conversation went in the studios. I know the answer to this question. Did you watch any of the tennis last night? There was tennis last night? Yes, Open. Is that the one where I saw somebody on Twitter was like uh, like Justin Bieber and some like girl were getting excited over? It was, it was They said Justin and Haley Bieber, which honestly I couldn't tell which one was Haley and which one was Justin. That's his wife. I don't know which one. They were was probably which. there. A lot of celebs come out for the U.S. Open every year. And there was, there was a uh, yeah, somebody else. That was All American actually. quarterfinal last night. Francis Tiafo, who I love, uh, got bested by Ben Shelton from Atlanta. Twenty years old, only his fourth Grand Slam. He's in the semifinals now. He'll play Novak Djokovic. But and we had, I think, three Americans in the quarterfinals and just one standing okay, down. That's got to be your tweet that I thought you were having a stroke on. Oh, Big Foe. my guy. You're like bummed for Big Foe, but kudos for the kid. I was like, is he is he okay? I thought you were like. Is he, he got it's the sports? Hiccups. Okay, I, I enjoy know. watching sports. I hope hope Ben can stun the the. I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, U.S. Open. Okay, is that, think, is that still going? Yeah, I just told you <laughs> they're in the semifinals now. I think they're playing this afternoon too. Coco Golf in the women's side is into the semifinals. She's playing well, uh, so it would be nice to see an American finally claim this thing. I feel like it's been going on for like a month. No, all tennis tournaments are two weeks. And who's left in it again? Remind me. Well, Djokovic is playing Ben Shelton now. That's your boy, though, right? Don't you like Djokovic? I hate Djokovic. I despise Djokovic. You're a, you're a furry, furrier guy. He's the, no, Roger. Federer. Federer, Fur. Yeah, well, Roger. Yeah. He's retired now. Yeah, but that was your guy. That was your boy. 
He was Joe Willie Songa was my big boy. Um, looks like Muhammad Ali. He's retired as well. Okay, I'm old. All my favorite tennis players are retiring, but at least they were older than me when they were playing. <laughs> my, most of them, I think, a couple of mine are dead. <laughs> You're still a Michael Chang guy. I love Michael Chang, baby. That's fine. Him and Andre Agassi. I love Michael Chang too. <laughs> Tiafo was wearing a little like Andre Agassi inspired outfit last night. Did Agassi like, win the U.S. Open? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Look, Tiafo was looking very like '90s Agassi last night. He plays like him too, but he's, uh, he's he still has not made it to the semifinals of a Grand Slam, which sucks. But he's a cool story. I think that's the only tournament Agassi actually won was the U.S. Open, I believe. You mean Grand Slam? Grand Slam, yeah. Did he never win like the? I thought he won Australia too. At one he point. might have won. And Chang only won one big one too. And Chang only won one Grand Slam. Yeah, and it was because he got a Reebok deal because of it, and that's how I knew who he was. No, Andre Agassi won eight Grand Slams. So. Did he, but well, I thought they were only were they all like the same one though? Or I don't think he only won the U.S. Open. No, okay. If the internet worked here, then I'd be able to tell you, but it doesn't. So <laughs> I, can't. Uh, I was trying to see. Like, Chang, did he not win a Grand Slam? Uh, he made it to a, a final. I know that for sure. Yeah, he won the French Open. Yeah, Agassi won. He won yeah. all four. Oh, he did. Okay, so he won. Okay, he won the Australian four times, French once, Wimbledon once, and the U.S. Open twice. Well, get Chang credit. Chang lost in the finals of the Australian. He won the French quarterfinals, Wimbledon, and uh, French is what he won. And the finals in the U.S. Open. Michael Chang was a good player. This no later than '96. He was a good player. All right, this has been tennis talk with Mike and Trev. There you go. That's that's we're, we're done with tennis. Somewhere, talk. somewhere, somebody's like, I just rather have wrestling. <laughs> I don't know. Would, would you rather us talk wrestling or tennis? Let us know on the Thornton Sex that's Line. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Should I should I forward this email from the KFC Yum Center to you about getting your AEW tickets early? Yes, you should. It's an exclusive presale. I'm one in on it. I've I mean, got the code. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to give it out to everybody. I'll have to send it to you. No, send it to me because then you know I'll be getting because you and me are going to the game. I'm going to it. No, you are. I'm, I'm I'm taking you there. Get your tickets early tomorrow from 10 a.m. until 10 p.m. We there's no point in sending to you. You're going to sleep through the first seven hours of the presale. So mm-hmm. I still get some of it. Come on. Why is Megan Fox trending? Stop. All right, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton sex line. By the way, your your uh, your Blue Jays continue to lose. Did they actually lose the game? They're in the bottom six. They're still losing. Well, they still got time. Okay, come on. Rockies it's... have given up their lead against the D-backs. Come on, Rockies. Get we cannot lose this game to Oakland. We, I mean, we we lost, we dropped one to Colorado, and no, no, we swept Colorado. We swept Colorado. We dropped one to uh, the Nationals. And we need we need to win out. We won we won five out of six. We need to keep going. We need to sweep, finish the sweep, and finish the sweep of. Uh, of Kansas City next week, and then we get to Texas. They get Texas. Texas says, "Mike, what's your gut tell you about this year's b-ball team?" I mean, don't make me. I, I, my gut tells me. Don't make me do this on September six. My gut, I, it's it's telling me the same thing that it's been telling me. They're they're going to be better. I guarantee they win at least five games. That's out there. I've said that many times. What does your gut say? Two hours, gonna ago, two hours ago, this man offered to lick the floor of the dirtiest bathroom I've ever if seen. If they made the NCAA tournament. Just for making the tournament. Where do you think his gut tells you? <laughs> it tells me they're going to win more than four games. I think they're still going to be in that 13 to 17 win range. I don't think they ever really flirt with being an NCAA tournament team. I don't think it's, it's going to be good enough. And I think that we are upset. Some of us are upset. Texas, I just miss winning. Zampane is the backup point guard. You heard it here first. Well, no. who is the backup point guard? Right now it's a guy that isn't on the team or not eligible <laughs> to play. Backup's not even on the team. Karan Davis. I, I, say, I said it a million times. I'll say it again. He better be good. Oh, yeah. Hersey Miller's backup, right? I, I mean, maybe. 
He was backup last year. He was. <laughs> he, he, he was. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be a joke. <laughs> Texas says, have you seen the all-black uniform? I just saw him during the break. I saw that the, the, the UFL football put out the, the video unveiling the uniforms that we're going to wear on Thursday night. All blacks for the blackout. Where, They're sexy. They're looking good. Did you retweet it? No, I didn't retweet it. It's Ooh. Just go to the, the Twitter account. The, which Twitter account? Oh, my God. Louisville football. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. <laughs> Texas says, I'm all in on Jack Plummer still. I mean, I have no re- I'm not going to hate on you for being all in on him. I'm all in on him as far as like anybody who's saying that they want somebody else as starting quarterback. I think it's silly. Agreed. I, I'm not all in on him as thinking like he can be up there in the upper echelon of ACC quarterbacks. But would love to be proven wrong. I think when he's playing his, his A game, he can be. But we're just not going to get that consistently. And the consistency is what's the difference separates you know the, the men from the animals. We'll find out. I mean, hey, if, 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 as long as he plays the way that he did in the second half or at least closer to that than he, the way he played in the first half, we're going to be just fine. Not liking the helmets, but that's all because I don't like that look of the helmet. You don't like the matte black? I don't. I never have. You don't like the uh, the chrome either. You don't like matte? Nope. You don't like chrome? You want, want the old riddle on the, on the side of the helmet old written school out? helmets, man. Texas, Jamari Thrash catching our first third down conversion then switching carrying arms whilst cutting it upfield was a thing of beauty. Am I? Like, it was. Am I the only one who's noticing this more? But I feel like I watched a pretty sizable amount of college football last weekend, including our game. The amount of dudes who have just mouthpieces dangling from their helmet without them in is maybe it's always been happening. I didn't notice it. I mean, Thrash never had his mouthpiece in. Jordan on his touchdown run, his mouthpiece was just flopping everywhere. Like, I, and I, then I saw it in a ton of other games. I don't know if there's a new rule that you have to have a mouth mouthpiece like guard attached to your helmet, but and, and guys just don't want to actually wear it. But I feel like I saw it all over college football. That that mouthpiece, it's just like a decoration now. I mean, not the. You mean so he didn't have one in his mouth? No, it's just like it was just attached to the helmet. But I mean, it, did Jordan just maybe like spit his out in the middle of the run so. or I think something? They just, or? I think they just have it just there for for show. I'm not using it. Well, you might want to use that, people. Otherwise, you have end up with a smile like me. Remember boiling your mouthpiece back in the day? Well, you didn't play football growing up. Uh, not as much, but I did remember boiling. I did that. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. It was always you had to do it. You had to get it just right. Yep. There was one year where I just didn't boil it. I just let the gums bleed for the first week of practice. Just took it like a man. <laughs> <laughs> and what's next? These kids going to stop wearing cups? I hope not. <laughs> I mean, not for them. Yeah, tough the, break for them. Not for their family tree's sake, I hope not. But, I mean. Texas says, yes, TK did say that. He was talking about a caller a caller called the truth. Oh, when, when you were talking about how callers could never stay on topic. Oh, so- well, the truth is different. The truth is an icon. The truth, the truth is the man. Uh, Texas, uh, the, the, the person who said, do you think we can put 105 against Murray State? Says, sorry for the confusion. I was just trying to make a funny reference to the game in the 1930s where they beat us 150, 105 to nothing. Love the show, bud. Thank you. We love you, too. I did see that. I remember now that you brought that up. I think it's Kelly Dickey tweeted out the, uh, the largest deficit in Louisville like, football history, right? I would hope so. Yeah, they beat us one open, and they scored two touchdowns up ninety-two to nothing, like late in the game or something. These are the games the Kentucky yeah. fans brag about beating us. These are, these are the teams where they're like, "We have the all-time series." You were beating teams that Murray State was beating one hundred and five to nothing. I'm surprised you didn't see that tweet. I didn't see it. We tried against Murray State back in like Crackthorpe's first game. We scored seventy-three. Probably could have scored hundred if we wanted to. I wonder if that's the most modern day. Yeah, it was October October eighth, uh, nineteen thirty-two. They then known as the Thoroughbreds. Mm. What is our most modern day point scored? I wonder. Probably that 70, I guess. Maybe. Texture says, it was the defendant in a capital murder, tr- murder trial and Trevor was a juror. If I was the... Sorry, let me start over. 
If I was the defendant in a capital murder trial and Trevor was a juror, I would find a way to threaten him with daily salads with cold chicken and I'd walk free. <laughs> no, no. I got I got that they didn't they didn't give us lunch until the last day and when they put us in the jury room. What did your other jurors think of you? I don't I don't I don't know really. A couple of them were like trying like wanting to like stay like in touch with me after the jury after it was done. Were you like? Were like you one vocal? guy was all about Twitch, and he was like, wanted me like go keep wanting to go check out his Twitch channel. So this was fairly recent. Uh, this was like 2011? No, no, this is like twenty nineteen. Oh, this was very recent. This is 2019, 2018, Yeah. Uh, KRC had just started. I think we just started doing KRC. So I want to say it was, uh, but I hadn't gone. This, it was before I went to Super Bowl. So I think it was like uh, it was. It was like 2018, 2019, Yeah. How vocal were you in like deliberations when you were like, very? I was going to be the fo- I, w- I wanted to be the foreman. Did you get voted down? No, nah, we did a vote. Uh, no, I just ended up uh, this woman ended up doing it. And I was like, that's fine. But I was very vocal, yeah. Like, because there's one person that was kind of like on the fence, and I was just like, well, explain to me like a three year old, like what what, did, what don't you understand? I would give anything for the tapes of this jury deliberation. Oh, <laughs> I've got to know how this played out. It sounds like you were deciding that you let this man walk scot free. I mean, I was. I, I, there were a few on the fence that I had. I, I you kicked was, him off the fence. I was adamant, but in fairness, though, like it's. Did you say I, he's back in jail now? I have no idea. I, I thought you I, said that. I know. I said I'd love to look up, look look him up, like on social media to see if he is. Oh, it's like you, like I did the wrong thing, you know? Yeah. Like since then, he's been like, <laughs> like murder. He's on a rampage. Yeah. Uh, He's killed I, 17 times. I can't since remember his damn name to save my life, which is not I a good sign. I did not know his name. It was like four years ago. It was like, the murderer. <laughs> he spent like weeks listening to this guy talk about every single day. I do know I looked, like after it was up, over with, I looked up, I did look him up on like social media. And something that struck me was weird was like he was, like his, his all of his Facebook posts were all about like food posts and like make sandwiches made to look goofy. Like making faces and sandwiches. Like this. This guy did it. <laughs> this guy 100%. You made the wrong choice. I don't think he did. There's no way in hell you did the right thing. Because <laughs> there was... N- He's posting goofy sandwich face pictures to Facebook. He's absolutely a killer. Well, it started out as, like, like I said, it was as capital, uh, capital crime, but when, it, when, it was, when we were sent to the jury box, they actually pulled some of the stuff back. Some of the, uh, the, the, the charges were pulled back because as the trial went along, I think they felt like the the, uh, the prosecution was stretching a little bit with some things. The guy had a good. The funny thing was, I can't remember his attorney's name to save my life, but like I, when I asked around, he's like a very good attorney, and this guy looks like someone like you would not expect to be a good attorney. Like his pants are hanging off of him; he's half bald. He lo- he looks like the, the sleaziest lawyer you'll ever find anywhere, and the dude was damn good. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe <laughs> maybe you just screwed up. I've got to know the details of this case. I've got to look into this. I'll, gonna, fi- I'll find it. In I'm bi- going to spend an entire weekend just reading all of the case files. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I, I'm sure I texted it to somebody or posted it somewhere. I'll, I'll find the, because uh, it was all the WHAS and everything covered it. We had news cameras there for the last I day. I assume so. It's a murder trial. Yeah, they, and they covered it during the trial, from what I understand. Like, they were showing, like, clips of, like, the, you know, him. Because it, it was, like, three years removed from the crime. It had been a while since it happened. The most boring part was like going through all the medical stuff. Like some of the doctors would go on for hours. It felt like repeating the same stuff over and over. One jury yelled, "Boring!" <laughs> I kid you not. There was a one point where I felt like I was dozing off. 
And it was like four o'clock in the afternoon. I'm shocked you didn't fall asleep. And I was, I mean, I was probably like head nodding. And I just remember the the judge finally being like, you know what? Why don't we call this a day early <laughs> and we'll come back tomorrow? We've been listening to this for a while. Like it had to be because of me. Because I mean, I was hanging on by a thread. <laughs> like it'd be like three straight hours of like crystallization of the brain and this and that and all this stuff. Which, it's probably a testimony that should have convicted this guy. Which is all very important things. Don't get me wrong. There's but don't no give it to me like five hours into my day, okay? Oh, God. Like, you need to open with this. Angry guy texted in again. He said the app that he texts in creates a new number every time he logs in. That's why there's so many. Don't, it's very easy to spot your text. What do you mean? Guy. What? Don't worry about it. What? That, that makes no sense at all. What? <laughs> The app he uses, there's not an app, it's a text. He then also says, Kenny ain't beating uh, the Cats this year. He's true blue at heart. Love it. It's a text number. How do you, how does it, what app are you using? Angry guy works in strange and mysterious <laughs> ways. Text says, Trevor better mask up. The co- that smoker's cough will be giving off COVID vibes. Oh, you know I'm going to get dirty looks. I already can tell that's going to happen. <laughs> can I tell you, so my <laughs> first semester of law school. I don't see the, anything about no vape pins in there. One of the first exams that I, I took. Like I, I pulled an all-nighter, like I, I, and I think the only thing I ate, I had like a, like a, a bagel with like an energy drink when I was coming into school. And my stomach the entire time was just roaring. <laughs> like because of hunger? Just because like, I put some like crap into it at the last second. My body was all out of whack because I'd been studying for like 24 hours. And I mean, like it was so embarrassing. Like I could, I could <laughs> tell, you know, they tell you to bring like, like uh, earplugs or like, you know, whatever to, to take the test in. And I could tell I some people around me didn't have them. And I'm like, I like couldn't focus on the exam. I'm not saying this is why I had such terrible grades my first semester of law school. But like I was so – it was just going nuts. It was rumbling. And then I became a, like friends with a guy. This guy sat on the opposite side of the, of the uh, our like auditorium in the, the first semester and then sat next to me the second semester. And he was like – he's like talking about the exams. He's like, I'm definitely bringing earplugs. I learned my lesson uh, last time about that. And I was like, he's definitely talking about my stomach. <laughs> There's no way he's talking about it. Like, was else. it was it as bad as your boy in Van Wilder? When I he, think everybody in, our, he's in, in my class like making the noises that he's looking at. Him. I think everybody in my section went home and talked about me to each other. Like afterwards, it was <laughs> it had to. I was I was hoping that just like nobody noticed it was me. At least the people I knew the people right next to me knew it was me. But all I could hope was that like people on the other side of the room weren't 100 percent sure who it was. I love the fact that, and I'm sure I've had these moments too, where like I, I, I sit back and think about it. there's somewhere somewhere in this world. Someone's telling a funny story about a guy they were never around, and they're talking about us. Yeah. Like, I was taking the ACTs. This dude's stomach would not shut up. I mean, I took, like, a, a pee break in the middle of the exam. Did not have to pee at all. I, just, I was just like, <laughs> I need to, like, pep talk my stomach. I'm like, maybe walking around will make this stop. I can't focus. I thought we weren't supposed to leave, though. You, you, we left. And, I mean, ACT you can't, but, like, we, you oh. can leave in the middle. Of, you can go to the bathroom in the middle of our law exams. Oh, law. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, else that you couldn't get up and like just yeah, like I can't when I do the ACT, I can't get up and just like, go to the bathroom. What if, we, what if I have to like suddenly pee out of nowhere? You cannot. So this is a down. This is a downside of being the older man taking the test. Like these young bucks, they're good. They they got they got like bladders like kings. Here I am walking. I got to pee every like thirty minutes. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want me to walk outside to pee, that's fine. But don't don't be shocked if I grab a corner in a trash can. Texas says, could Trevor take either a hookah 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 or a bong for break time? Just claim that these are his support drugs. <laughs> I mean, first of all, who's walking in with a hookah? <laughs> that seems like more effort than it's a giant. Hookahs are big, man. Like, I mean, why don't I just take in a vape pen? <laughs> it's like, it's going to walk in with a big hookah. 
Texas says you're not retiring on 100K. That dude will be working again a year from now. Yeah, I mean, you're not. Like, no, we don't know. And what if he has 100000 already saved up? Well, that was my thing. Like, look, He looked like he was an older gentleman. Even then, like you're, you're probably not retiring just on 100k, but maybe he did have some money saved up, or maybe, and maybe he didn't like care about traveling or whatever. You can make 100 if you live the right way. You can stretch 100 thousand dollars. I mean, it worked for my name is Earl. Well, the whole concept of that show was he won 100 grand in the lottery, and is it really? That's and he that was he, all it was. He won 100 grand, and he uh, he he's, him and his brother lived in a hotel, and he spent that money to help uh, you know do the cross up things off his list. Texas, show. Texas says Trevor probably spends 30K a year on DoorDash. That 100K ain't lasting long. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Did you see the guy who did? I'm trying to stay off DoorDash right now, but it's hard to do with the bat schedule. I can see that. Because I can't get anything food until I have to stay here at 6.05. There was some guy who posted his like like yearly tab on DoorDash from DoorDash like a while back. Oh, and man, I meant to bring it up on the show because it was so like you know, he was trying to make it a point that like all these places are overpriced or whatever, and like everyone was like, dude, stop. You don't need to DoorDash Red Lobster seventy five times in one year or whatever it was. Which I know you love Red Lobster. But it's been a while since I've been there because it can be very expensive on DoorDash. Yeah. It was it, this guy, he spent an insane amount of money. Oh, I believe it. On DoorDash. Listen, I'm 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 not gonna lie, like, you ordered like by myself, it's not as much. But say I'm say my mom wants I'm getting dinner for me and my mom on DoorDash from Red Lobster. I mean, I'm dropping seventy bucks easily. Texas, some kid is about to get a worse score on his ACT just because TK is sitting in front of them during the test. <laughs> That's probably one hundred percent true. I, I would be if you were sitting in front of me or God forbid behind me, I would be so distracted the entire time. That's definitely taking me down at least three or four points. I am still utterly worried about the death situation. <laughs> I am too. I wasn't going to bring it up again, but I was thinking. I know. I have this. You know, there, there are multiple things. You can like, like what are, what's, what's scaring you most about taking the ACT? Is it not the math? <laughs> not the English? Not the social studies or whatever else? It's not It's not having to not get smoke a cigarette for four hours. It's whether or not I'm going to get in that desk and whether I can get out or not. Like, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be like, I don't want to walk in there and they're like, well, we're gonna have to put you at this table up front. Like I'm like like a circus <laughs> freak. Like let's put the, let's put him up here. I feel like like Lois when she's in the cage and Family Guy. Like me, likey me, likey. Like you're gonna put me in a, oh. at a table all by myself up front. <laughs> Just for all everybody look at the loser, the fat guy who can't sit in the desk. It's all stare at him. You're also going to be 30 years older than all these. And kids. I'm gonna be 30 years older than everybody. I mean, I, I think I'm I like, can I go pee? I mean, <laughs> I mean, people are gonna be looking regardless. It's uh, gonna. I'm like, what time? Is it? It's two o'clock for a break. It's dinner time, people. <laughs> Why are we still here? I'm like, uh, what's Costanza's dad when he gets a job? And uh, or Jerry's dad. <laughs> like, if we're gonna work all hours of night, can we get some Chinese or something? I feel like you're also gonna have a really hard time <laughs> like muttering things under your breath as you're taking the test. Like, I feel, you, know, you gotta be totally silent. I feel like you're gonna be. Oh, 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 what? You're what? Be reading a question, you should be like, I, Jesus Christ. I, I have a tendency to, 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 to speak as I read. I know you do. I'm very worried about this. Like, what the? Like, you can't, you can't, like, re- like if I'm reading the question, like, you know, like, I, I'd sit there and look at Johnny goes 70 miles to. I can't do that. No. You gotta be quiet. Uh, well, that this, seems like it's unfair to the people who who who, who do process words more differently. The by the way, the the ping on the hands thing for baseball. <laughs> Are we back to this? It was Moise Salou was the one who did it, I, and now that the text line points that out, like I, that I does no sound idea. familiar. I remember that being Moise Salou was a weirdo. Well, he was. Wasn't he the one that got injured on the treadmill? 
Yes. I think he's the I one think that, that's right. He claims he fell off the treadmill and got injured. He was hot. Those Cubs teams. They're, I don't know, who was they the, were very unlikable. <laughs> yeah, Moses. Yeah, he 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 was for some reason. Like I don't remember him being that bad when he was with um, what's the name uh, Expos. But like once he like left Montreal, like I don't know, he seemed came off like a total tool. Carlos Zambrano was a huge douche. Yeah, I believe that. I hated those Cubs teams. That, th- those are the teams that made me start disliking the Cubs. There was another player that claimed he got injured playing video games. Moises was a loser. I'm seeing as if it lists the Wikipedia page where someone get injured on the treadmill, but it doesn't. Texas Jonathan Gannon appears to be the biggest dork in the world. Should Louisville still claim him as an alum? Yeah, we claimed him last year. Is Jonathan Gannon is he is he unlikable? I don't know enough about him to really I mean, garner an opinion. I'll be honest with you. Don't don't hate on him because the dude's a sitting duck in Arizona anyway. He's he probably wasn't ready. He's not ready to be a head coach. And they're only giving them the job because they don't want to hire. They don't want to pay somebody that they know they're going to fire in two years because they're tanking anyway. So he might be a tool, but feel bad for him. He's he's being sacrificed. You know what's weird is that I mean he was in college at Louisville the same time that I was in college. Like, like he was here from like, like we're he's I think he's a, he's forty, so he's a year older than I am. Or yeah, a, a couple years. Older I think than he I was am. the one that went to high school with Ragon, right? At St. Ignatius in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, he, right. they, they were high school teammates. Yeah, I believe so. I knew a lot of people that were either playing or involved with Louisville football around that time, or like in, you know, in this area at the time. I haven't heard anybody ever like tell me anything about him. Like I know nothing I, about this guy. Dude, I, he's a ghost to me. Him and our offensive coordinator, who both were Louisville ties. Uh, I had no idea. Who he, I had no idea either of them had were connected to Louisville until we hired him as coordinators last year. It's a weird thing. Like you know, you'd, I think that like somebody would reach out and be like, "Oh yeah, I've got a Jonathan Gannon story," or like, he, he, "I liked him a lot," or "I disliked him a lot." I've just never nobody's ever told me anything about him. I mean, he was supposed to, he came here to play, but never played. Right. Uh, just according to his wiki page, it says he went to play University but suffered a career-ending injury. Doesn't say like what position he was, or I mean, I think he was just a walk-on anyway. If I remember, he was. That's what I thought. Yeah. But it's yeah, so he ended up just being an assistant the entire time. Yeah, it looks that way for two years, then then a grad assistant, and he he suddenly jumped to the Falcons out of nowhere, really. Yeah. I'll take our last break. When we come back, we'll take some more texts. We'll get to as many as we can, and then we'll look ahead to the night that will be in sports. Uh, we'll have Trevor give his picks on tonight's U.S. Open tennis. It's going to be fantastic. I'm keep, going for Big Willie. Keep it locked right here on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. Is that his name? No. <laughs> State of Kentucky, Trev. We haven't mentioned it yet, but tomorrow is the first day that in-person sports get betting. Oh, Nelly! Is legal in Kentucky. Now, I think we still got two more weeks until you can start using 28th. DraftKings apps and so three weeks from tomorrow. September 28th. That's circled. 
Don't don't ask me when my mom's birthday is, but I can tell you the date that we can start betting online in Kentucky. I mean, we're over here every day anyway. Groundhog Day, but you know, we're over here every day anyway. And you've been doing so many bats games. I feel like you've had ample opportunity to to bet. I do, but it's sometimes. I mean, like, what if I when I'm not at home? Like this football season, like I'm I'm on home on a Saturday. I'm not doing bats games on Saturdays, so I'm at home on a Saturday. I'm watching football. I'm thinking, you know, live betting maybe. Yeah, it's, oh, it's gonna be so. It's gonna be. So, oh man, it's gonna be. It's gonna be the number one reason why I can't retire by one hundred grand. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> I had one year where I did live betting you know, during a tournament, basketball tournament. I, was, I I probably wasted so much money. Like I was doing this the stupidest bets. Like I'd be. I was betting like the over under, along with the spread. Along with like, like just like everything, I would have like three different bets going on one game, and it had to let, if, if uh, to win all three, I had to have like the exact score to end. And of course, it wouldn't happen. I'd maybe win one if I'm lucky. It was bad. It I, sounds bad. Yeah, I was like, I had to put the phone down. I was like, Uncle Bo is being retired. I've got a couple new bobbleheads coming to the station, by the way. Oh, do we do? We're building up a collection now. Oh, uh, who we got coming? That'd be a surprise. You're gonna like it. Dylan Hurts. No, oh. I somebody just a bobblehead guy reached out to me and was like, "Hey, we're unveiling this bobble. Would you take some samples?" I'm like, "Sure." I'm having them sent to the studio, not at my home address. So they'll be here when they're here. <laughs> well, not your home address. Don't want the wife to see it, or well, just I mean, it's, I enjoyed getting stuff at the studio. It's fun getting Bill Emerson's package today. It is fun getting stuff at the studio. Yeah, I liked it. We got about the soccer uh, ball. We got over there. Yeah, we got, we got about, what, 13, 14 minutes here. Let's so do get, get your thoughts in. Text a minute, 502-414-1450. We'll work through these as quickly as we possibly can. Texture says, how did Trevor afford to pay off his house with how much he spends on fast food and pot? Inherited it. My grandma left it to me. Boom. Simple answer, done. She's from the generation that took care of things. <laughs> <laughs> She's from that generation. You know that greater generation? The one that's picking up all the slack for us, my, my Gen X generation, who's having to pick up the slack for the lazy millenniums. Oh, yeah. please. Like, <laughs> you calling any other generation lazy is hilarious. Texas, sort of AC-related. Auburn goes to Cal and it's is only a six-and-a-half-point favorite. ESPN, FBI favors Cal. I smell upset. That'd be a fa- fantastic ACC over SEC victory. Who's Cal playing? Uh, Auburn. Oh, because ACC, I get it. Yeah, right. yeah. Jimmy's saying to get the joke. It's going to take me a while. Sorry. Texas, I'm wondering if Plummer was hearing footsteps out there in the first half because he's so used to being behind bad O-lines. It seems like he settled in during the second half and realized he has a good O-line now. I wonder if there's something to that. If he, I mean, if you watched any Cal game, any drive at any point of last season, he had like one half second to get the ball out of his hands before he was getting knocked on his ass last year. Like He was under pressure on – I think he actually, according to Pro Football Focus – led the it was like first or second in percentage of pressure uh, of being pressured on drop back passes that's got to get in your head a little bit when you're you know even if it's a subconscious deal if you've played a full season 12 full games where you are just expecting to get hit maybe it does get in your head and the first time back out you kind of have that same mindset and then once you realize you've played a full half of, of football and you haven't been hit really once you settle down a little bit. I, I like to think that was that, that was the case. That's a, a good, solid answer for why he was so jittery at the beginning of, of Friday Night's game. I'll accept it. Texas says, Mike is definitely a Sampras guy. You know me too well. I was absolutely a Sampras guy. Uh, I could see that. I didn't like Sampras. I loved Sampras. He I knew Sampras was, and I just didn't like him for some reason. 
Sampras was the guy who kind of got me into tennis. I think it was the hair. I liked Chang. I didn't hate Agassi, but I was I was definitely a Sampras guy. Sampras the same time as them, right? Oh, yeah. Sampras, Sampras went the, longer than them because he. I feel like Sampras went forever. He did. Sampras-Agassi was the big rivalry. Was it? Okay. Yeah, Agassi, Texas said Agassi won the career Grand Slam twice. I just didn't realize that. I didn't realize he was that successful. I mean, for the longest time, I thought the, the best thing he ever did was hooking up with Brooke Shields. Apparently, his autobiography is like one of the best sports books ever written. Like, like people rave about it, even people who don't like tennis. I need to read it at some point. Now, Sampras is the one he was like dominant on clay, but couldn't do on grass. Is that what it was, or vice versa? I, you told me this before. What do you like? Really awesome on one, but struggled on the other. Sampras. Yeah, Sampras was a grass king. Was it? I would say okay. serve volley. So he dominated. He's like Federer. He dominated Wimbledon again. Yeah, I knew I got it mixed up. I knew there was one he like, but he struggled on clay every time, right? He's yeah, same as Federer. Like he was yeah. really good on hard courts, really really good on grass, and then I remember. was not as good on 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 clay. This is one of the few things I remember hearing when I would see stories about him that they would talk about that. Yeah. Texas, I'd rather listen to KSR than more tennis and or wrestling talk. Well, if you're tuning in KSR, you're going to get wrestling tennis. I'll tell you that. Texas, I would prefer you give Trevor an hour of wrestling talk before we talk tennis ever again. Wow, an hour? People like wrestling more I don't than even tennis. know if I can do an hour. <laughs> Texas says, TK's drone's a peacock. you got to let it fly. I'm going to name my drone Peacock. Texas says, cover slap fighting. Slap fighting seems like the dumbest. thing I think that's it's, being already, told it's already gone, right it's already coming gone with popularity, right? I think. I mean, I was it ever popular? Or did well, it, was it just like was it fun to like share on social media? No, it, it like got its own clips? TV show. Why well, no? It still does though. No, it got canceled. But it's like they, they air it on ESPN now. They oh, like, I don't com- know about that. It had like competitions. Sh- they had the show that came on. It, was, it came on Raptor AEW on TNT. It was um, uh, Dana White sponsored it, which was the hilarious thing because it debuted like the day after his whole social like. His, his domestic issue came out. He like the very next day he's like hosting slap fighting, being like, "Let's slap some people!" Like, wow, self awareness, dude. Um, but it, I think that show like lasted like a, two weeks and got canceled. It's so it, it's I don't yeah I don't get it. Like, I like slap bets from How I Met Your Mother. Great concept, but to watch slap fighting is just stupid to me. Texas, says, I'm torn. On the one hand, I don't like wrestling, but on the other, tennis talk on the show is pretty much just Mike explaining to TK that literally every fact he knows about tennis is wrong. <laughs> well, everything you know about wrestling, well, no, actually, you know some wrestling. I like wrestling for a period. I don't, and I don't know everything. If you, if I go to a tennis match, will you go to the wrestling show with me? No, but tennis matches are fun. So wrestling's funner. <laughs> Women in skimpy outfits, dudes getting beat up, drunk people yelling. Texas guys, cups are very uncommon. Well, not for like baseball. Dude, we come everybody in football wears a cup, right? I don't think so. You might want to start. Did I'd I, wear a cup. I wore a cup when I played football. I think I did. I'm trying to remember. It's been so long. I, mean, I only played. I wore a cup when I played baseball. And the basketball is the only sport I think where you don't wear a cup, right? I remember you had like the little girdle with the hip pads, and then I, th- I, I think I wore a cup back in the day. I'd hope so. I mean, basketball. I mean, because you can't in basketball to be. You'd be falling out through people's shorts, but like that's the—I think that's the only sport where you don't wear it. You weren't hockey, I would think. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know how the padding works. I got to a point where I would not wear a cup playing baseball if I wasn't catching. Like when I was in the, when I was playing outfield, like I, I, a lot of times I, uh, I, I can show you a dozen baseball movies and tell you why you're wrong on that one. Marty Polio texted in, by the way. What, what's, what's, yeah, what's Marty fixed a little alive first. He says, "How does any lawyer worth their salt let their client's fate be decided by Trevor?" <laughs> 
How did you make it through the voir dire? How, how did you how, how did you end up on that jury? The is, what? Is, how did I make it through the what? You say voir dire is when you're like your jury selection, like when you're asking oh, them all the questions. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well, I had to go and sit down. And they called me up. And I went in a room with a bunch of people, and I think I probably looked better because like one dude was like kind of psycho that was in there. I think at one point he yelled like the same thing that. Um, that was his name yelled when he shot uh, Lincoln. Like he yelled like some Latin phrase and ran out. Right. Um, but yeah, the um, yeah, I think that's. I just answered. They were like, you know, would you be biased if this crime involved a you know a child's passing? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm gonna I'll be open minded regardless. And then some one person was like, burn them in hell. Like that dude ain't making a list. <laughs> like so, but yeah, that, that's how it was. They just asked me some questions and. They said, I know they called my, they, they read my number. I went and hung out. I was very scared, though, because there was 14 of us. And I just, I assumed that, like, the last two people were, like, the alternates, right? Yeah. But it turns out what they do is right before you go to trial, and you, I think you'd know this, but maybe you didn't see this and you didn't stay in law school long enough, is what they just do is they, they draw out two numbers out of a hat. And if your number gets drawn, you're an alternate. You're not going back there. You're gone, yeah. And I'm like, dude, if they draw my number... <laughs> and I've sat here for two freaking weeks, getting up at eight in the morning to come in here. I'm wearing pants. Like, I wore jeans. Like, I didn't just wear sweatpants. I was on, like, nice pants to be in here. And I don't get to, I was going to be livid. And it turned out it was actually the two dudes I'm, I'll never forget. It was like one was a big Vikings fan. You know, I, you know me. I, I meet somebody, I just have to know what their fanhood is. That's how I know them as. And one was a big Viking fan. The other was uh, a guy that just, I can't remember his, he didn't, wasn't a big sports guy. But they were buddy-buddy the whole trial. Like, they hung out every break, every lunch. Like, they were, like, some reason, like, buddy-buddy. And they were like, the only two that got getting caught. I was like, oh, man, it sucks for them. Who's your best friend on the jury? Um, I just didn't really talk to anybody, really. Oh, you didn't? No, not, not specifically. When we'd go to break, I usually left and went by myself. I would go out, like I said, I went outside, went right across the street. Uh, sit on the bench in front of the courthouse and smoke cigarettes and eat my lunch. In fact, somebody that, that knew KRC, that knew TJ, I guess drove by me and took a picture of me out there <laughs> and sent a picture to TJ and was like, my buddy just sent me this, says you're out in front, like just chilling in the courthouse. Like, we yep. do. We, we need a 12 Angry Men remake starring Trevor. <laughs> Texas is so honestly, what are the chances that Trevor either doesn't get admitted to take the ACT or gets kicked out before he's done? They're not nothing. <laughs> there are definitely decent odds. I mean, there's, there are. I think the 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 house money, my house money, is still on you not not finishing the test. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to play out. I don't think you. I think you're either not going to start the test or you're not going to finish the test. I think that. Uh, I think that that'll let me in. I just yeah. So if you're going to make a bet on something, I would take not finishing it. I don't know why I would do. I mean. I don't know if you're getting it. Well, first of all, I don't know if you're waking up. For this what test. if my butt like just starts curdling up? I'm like, I gotta poop. Like I'm at the point of my age, like I'm not holding it too much long. I Happened to me when I took the ACT and I. School. I mean, yeah, terrible. I'm like, I'm not like a young man. Trevor could hold it maybe a little bit. You know, it's not good for it, but oh well. You know, but you know, 43 year old Trevor ain't holding this. Like I'm, there's we're one of two options here. You let me out the door to poop, or you're gonna make me stay here and I'm gonna poop. You make the guy that plane that his diarrhea made them ground the plane because it was a, deemed a biohazard. Do I need to tell you about the Gene Snyder? I have no qualms, okay? I'll be in the hallway if you let me. Texture <laughs> says, hearing TK describe his experience as a juror kind of makes me question our entire Constitution. 
It's not a good day for America. That was the only reason I registered to vote was because I got picked for jury duty. Finally, I was like, you know, screw it. If I'm going to get picked, I'm going to register for vote. Texas, our last place punishment in fantasy football last season was the loser had to take the ACT. The guy in our league took it and said the only weird look he got was when he verified his birthday, but he is about 20 years younger and much lighter than TK. He did get a 26 on it, though. Good Lord. Isn't that like a genius? No, 36 is a perfect score. Well, 26 is pretty good. 26 is good. I got, I got, remember, I got 27. Patrick got 32. That's the score that you're aiming think, to get. I think this dude needs to clearly stop focusing on economic, uh, real like uh, uh, academics and start worrying about fantasy football. Texas says, can you get someone a video of Trevor entering the room? I'm sure they can't record while he's taking the test, but I'd love to see the check-in. I'll do I'll do a little video. Was it they called the I, mean, I live right there. I may get up early that day. You want to go and hang out with me? Walk over just for video purposes. <laughs> Please bring the dog. Bring bring the whole family. The whole, and like root me on. Like I'm like, like got a family on, of four <laughs> filming a 43-year-old man entering the building. I don't know what's going on here, but it certainly feels illegal. I want you know, listeners. Come on out to Wagner on September 9th. I want a card march like atmosphere. A TK parade to Trevor March. I want you all lined up all in an entrance. And I'm going to come around the corner. Yeah, go! You make all these kids just flunk their ACTs. No one's getting into college that goes to Wagner on Saturday. Somewhere like overlooking there's a janitor being like, I have not smoked enough today. Texas TK is going to get at least a couple of fans uh, from this test. <laughs> I, there's no way I can talk to people in the test, right? No, it's, it's not just frowned upon. I, I mean, <laughs> by, like, like, by the rule of the test and maybe by the law. <laughs> Texas says, did you see last week that Dave Portnoy announced that Barstool will be cutting costs by laying off hundreds of employees? Are you worried that your buddies uh, Regan and Mark Titus could be headed for the unemployment line? I did not see that. I saw them trending. I didn't know why, though. I'm not no, I know those two. I meant Barstool. Yeah, Tyus just signed a contract, so I'm assuming he's fine. I don't know. Riggs, I don't, I don't know. What, I mean, does that what matter, really? I mean, be. if they're going to let you go, they're going to let you go. Right. I mean, well, I mean, but he just – I can't imagine if they wanted to let him go, like they wouldn't have signed him so recently to a relatively substantial You'd deal. You'd hope not, yeah. I think it's probably the, the, the lesser-known, lesser-paid employees, but that does suck. I never want anybody to lose their jobs. No, sure. it always sucks. Texas, I guarantee the attorney Trev's talk. I'm not going to say Yeah, that. that's him. Is that, is that really on the yeah. text line? That's the guy? No, that's the guy. <laughs> that's, that's I just, know of. I, I know. I mean, I don't know him personally, but I know He's a good he lawyer, yeah. yeah. But when you, I mean, I described him to a T, right? Yeah. Like, he looks like someone you would never expect to be a good lawyer. And that is him. That is that guy, yeah. Texas, we need that video, Mike. God put this game on Thursday for a reason. It's, <laughs> I love how the dude sent a picture. That looks just like him. That might have been my trial. <laughs> it's uh, it's so true. All right, uh, we've got what do we have going on tonight? We got wrestling tonight. AW wrestling. We AW. We got uh, the the fallout from uh, from all that from all out uh, where John Moxley knocked off your boy Orange. Where I'm sure we'll hear from him. I don't know all what's on the 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 lineup, but it should be a good show. Okay. We can't pick that though. Is Orange Cassidy going to win? Who's he wrestling? Oh, I don't think uh, he probably won't wrestle, so we can't pick that. But we got something to watch. We do. It's got to yeah. be baseball or something on tonight, right? Well, with baseball, we've got U.S. Open. Uh, we, Madison Keys, the the female quarterfinals, playing uh, Von Drusova, the Russian. Ooh. Who do you like there? American versus Russian in the U.S. Open. You better pick. I'm, I'm going the Russian. They're on steroids over there. Comrade, baby. What's her name? Uh, Vondrusova. Yeah, I mean, oh Marquita yeah, yeah. Vondrusova. 
She she attractive? No comment. <laughs> Does that mean yes or no? I don't see attractiveness <laughs> when it comes to female. Oh, she's hot. Oh, yes. She's a hottie. <laughs> I'm taking her. Once again, no comment. <laughs> I'm taking her, yeah. I think you misread the situation, but... What's her name again? Say it one more time. Marketa Vondrasova. Marketa... She is the nine seed in the tournament. Madison Keys, the American, is the uh, 17 seed. I'm taking Madison Keys in the upset. Her and Coco going all the way. Keep playing on at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Regardless, enjoy your Wednesday night. Game day tomorrow. It feels so good to say it. We turn right around after recapping a victory to hopefully be celebrating. Oh, you lied to me. I didn't lie. You, I said you were reading the situation wrong. Tomorrow, we're previewing. We're getting ready. We're the pre-pregame show. For Louisville-Murray State, the 7.30 kickoff on ACC Network. Get your minds right. Get ready. It's game day in just a few hours. Enjoy your Wednesday nights. We'll see you back here tomorrow like at 3 Driver. o'clock. Go Cards. Oops. We put the top down the park, beat the moon in the sky.